Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 157. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We are at home in Las Vegas at the Casa de Cold Coffee. Mm-hmm. Home game with the home Ballast Point home game at the home Casa. That's what's up. It is a Ballast Point home game. <laughs> I need a phrase for that when we do it here. That like was... a home game at my house and a home game at your house. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That Yours is, is like that the really away game. Off the it tongue. didn't. It didn't. Yours would be like the home away. Oh, game. you're gonna make jokes now because I live in the southwest you're corner like so of town. Super far. It takes 15 minutes to drive <laughs> to. It's just so far. You're in the zombie zone. Ugh. The zombie zone where the zombies will first attack. It's so ridiculous. It is a Ballast <laughs> Point home game. Shout out to Steve Whiteman from Ballast Point Brewery. He's got a setup with the uh, the Fathom IPAs this evening. Mm. I'm not a big IPA guy. Like I get it. The people that, that hate yeah. on IPAs, I get it. Man, Ballast Point, they do it right, man. They, these these are just smooth drinking. They are smooth. Six percent, nice taste, India Pale Ale. I do like these ones. The Fathoms are good, man. I mean, I really haven't had an IPA I don't like, and I'm not just saying it's because they play us. No, because Ballast with, Point does good stuff. They do good shit, you know, like this is legit. Did we say last time? I don't know if we really gave credit to that Anthony's actually kind of moved well, no, on. No, I, I wanted to throw that out. We didn't. Yeah. So Anthony Beach, uh, the guy that kind of set us up with Ballast Point and first made the introduction, he's actually moved on. So I wanted to give him a shout-out. Uh, I know that uh, got to hang out with him in Temecula a little bit. He, he did a little roadshow appearance there. So if you're a hardcore listener, you know who we're talking about. But mm-hmm. he set us up with Bounce Point. But he is moving on to uh, – he's got a head brewer position at a brand-new brewery in That's San Diego. Awesome. Uh, I, I'll leave it at that for now. He said, you know, things are kind of in development, but we yeah. will be hearing more. He said he's not going away. He said, yeah. listen, uh, he's okay with being a, a co-sponsor. You know, Ballast <laughs> Point, they, they don't have the exclusive – yeah, <laughs> they're not they're not they're not the exclusive frosty beverage sponsor yeah. of the MMA Roadshow. They, they, they will always be the first and the original. They are frosty the first original. But it sounds like Anthony Beach may slide in as well with yeah. a couple of zoners. But yeah, head brewer now. He's doing yeah, his own thing. That's awesome. I love that picture that he 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 had took a shot of all the like hops and and barley's and all that sort of stuff. And I think it said like it was like three pounds. Or it was like pounds that went into each. Whatever sort of batch, I'm not sure how much that equates to in beer, but it looked like a lot of product, and I think that was one of his things. He was saying, like, you know, you're going to put me in charge. I'm going to put all kinds of this good stuff yep. in here and, and come up with something good. And, I mean, if that's the kind of thinking that got Ballast Point to where Ballast Point is, I mean, like, I'm looking forward to, to trying it out for sure. That's what's up. So uh, shout-out to Anthony Beach. We're looking forward to his new creations. Yeah. We will, uh, we will certainly share the word Maybe about them. Maybe we can kind of like, hey, can we pitch in on some names or something? Oh. So, Anthony, if you're thinking about some names, let the road show come up with some names. Like it could, maybe like – I mean, will we give like, it like a little MMA spin? We should have we... an MMA spin with a little road show spin or something. Maybe it could know, be like, like, a, like, a, like a line, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's not their, you know, their signature line, but maybe yeah. they have like an MMA line, mm-hmm. you know, that we get to chip in on a little bit. Or maybe they don't let us do anything at all. They or, just handle yeah, their business they're just the right like, way. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, nobody's going to understand that the Darce Choke IPA. <laughs> <laughs> so true. All right. Uh, so we're looking forward to what Anthony Beach comes up with. But in the meantime, get you some ballast point. It's some good stuff. Uh, should also say, by the way, the MMA Roadshow this week for the first time brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. I've been excited about this. I'm not going to lie. Cold yep. coffee. Uh, Dollar Shave Club sent us a sample in the mail a while back. And uh, listen, I know you as the heavily bearded cold coffee, probably not the one to speak <laughs> on razors, but uh, I do have to shave. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I hate it because I'm a I'm kind of a I'm kind of a cheapo when it comes to stuff like that. Like yeah. I, I don't spend money on a bar tab. I don't care. 
But stuff like that where it's just like a, a life need or whatever, like I hate spending money. I feel like you're getting to me, you know? So I always buy basically like cheap razors, to be honest with you, right. at, at the store. And then I always just cut the hell out of myself. So Dollar Shave Club, they were like, hey, we'd like to send you some product and see if you're interested in, in, in working with us. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. It came in the mail, and it is by far the best product I've ever had in my life. It is legit. Like, the razor is good. And, you know, even though, yes, right now I'm not really shaving my face much, but, you know, my woman likes a shaved man. Mm. So there's other parts. Are you talking about the chest? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but just the chest. (laughs) You know, there's there's areas that, you know, while you manscape, you need a good razor for. You know, but honestly, uh, Dollar Shave Club is is an organization. Unfortunately, they send you more than one blade, so you can send it out. Well, I was going to say, when you said that you were cheap on the blades, dude, I'm the worst. And I don't know if there's any other listeners like me. Like, you had told me that you usually do, you go, like, weeks I literally go months before I go out the razor. But, you know, I wasn't even shaving all that much regardless. But, you know, I'm the kind of guy that I'm like, I'll go downwards. Right. But then I'll go I'll go reverse and I'll yeah, go yeah, upwards. Yeah. And, and, to get you the know, nice they shave. Say, you, to get it closer. I know yeah, some yeah. people say, oh, you're not supposed to do that. But how do you? Well, you can that's feel how it. You yeah, get I mean, it, you can you feel know? which way it grows. You know, you get in there. You know, you got to kind of do it. But, dude, the, it's a good product. You know, and even Agent H was excited when it came because that's the thing. You know, this is not just something that just – caters to the dudes yep i mean like everyone needs and it's not to just shave. razors it's not just razors right. you say dollar shave club cool but it's not just yep. razors they send you the shave butter yep. which is ridiculous uh they send you the the, the dr carver shave butter is literally the best the best shave you'll ever get i'm talking and i know it's so- i know it, it sounds really good look you're like hey john you guys got a new partner you're going crazy now, i know sometimes we go crazy but i, I gotta tell you how good it is so you yep. know that i'm not just yep. you know I, i'm not just lying so uh listen what is what they do I'm just telling you, it's worth it. Dollar Shave Club, you should look at it. It's a Dollar Shave Club. Use Slash Road. My man, Cole Coffee, could tell you about what they're offering. But I'm just going to tell you straight up, it's the best th- It's it's the best shave I've ever had. It's yep. the, the executive razor they send you. It's nice. It's It feels heavy in your hand. The it blades, is sturdy. It's five blades. It's legit. It cuts close. Tell, tell, them, tell them what they can win. For a mind-blowing experience, join Dollar Shave Club today. And for just $5 with free shipping, you'll enjoy the six blade executive razor plus trial I said size five blades it's six blades six blades my man you'll enjoy the six blade executive razor plus trial sizes of shave butter body cleanser and one wipe charlie's everybody needs a good wipe you know what i'm you saying you need a one wipe for everything then now, keep then. the blades coming for a few bucks more a month get yours at dollarshaveclub.com/road that's dollarshaveclub.com/ Road. That's a mouthful, but that's a mouthful of good stuff. This is one. I mean, granted, I've always been really hip to the ballast point and stuff, but Dollar Shave. This is legit. This I'm very proud to have Dollar Shave on on board. This is a it's a wonderful sponsor. I'm glad to have them. And lastly, just the last thing is, you don't have to go shopping. It just comes straight to you. Just comes to your house, man. That's what's up. That's all about. That's what you're all about. You got the food shit coming oh, to your house, dude. You get the, the only food time delivered. you leave your house is to go get the beer from the ballast point. Pretty much, and then to go to the airport. And that's to it. go work in a minute. Dude, if I can, if I don't ever have to buy any Amazon.com, I was going to say Amazon Prime where they bring everything oh, to your house. Amazon I was just Prime literally now? about to use it. That we need to get them Prime on it because if I can get them guys to deliver some cat food because the cat's in the other room and needs some food. We need Amazon if we can get that. But that's amazing. You don't have to leave the house for anything that's anymore. It. I don't leave the house for anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, listen, enough about that. But thank you. Happy to have Dollar Shave Club on board. Listen, let's talk about your day real quick. I mean, we're going to talk about everything that's going on, but let's talk about your day. I mean, what I know, a day. What a day. I know if, if we're just being honest, I mean, fortunately, we got the Ballast Point beer to keep us going, but uh, <laughs> I know you're a little bit tired, man. You, you, got, you got up early. You flew out for the day, mm-hmm. um, went out to uh, Hinoki and the Bird, I believe, is the – 
bizarre name of the restaurant that has become kind of the home. If you have seen it's, videos that we have, because this is where they do pretty much all these these media lunches yeah. now, uh, and I think it's because it's located right next to the Fox it Studios, is right around the corner from like there's like the Fox Plaza, but the main studio is like the big Fox Studios, legit, probably. Not even a mile down the street. So it's super. It was really kind of neat. I kind of fanboyed out, even though we didn't go, of course, onto the lot. But just being able to pass it, you know, and, and Casey from Fighting, who was who was gracious enough to give me a ride back over towards the airport. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, never heard of it. It's, it's just this small little <laughs> brand. Um, but he kind of pointed out some of the big, huge stage. Uh, uh, whatever you want to call them, the big stage studios where they build all the huge sets, but they also have some of the streets where the they have the front stores and they look like houses, so they could shoot down the the strips uh, oh. the house and it looks like the front like they might be walking down a street. I only saw a little glimpse of that from right. the road, but I could totally imagine in my head if you're like seeing any like street scene of like a movie and you just see them pull up front and it's a storefront or whatever. That's on a lot somewhere, you know. So it was really really kind of cool. So I kind of fanboyed out doing the whole california thing you know it's pretty cool i'm not gonna lie it is kind of neat when we did the when when i did the uh the bellator press conference where i think you were you were somewhere else and i did bellator they do it right by hollywood it was on the paramount lot yeah it was on the studio lot so you walk through and it it is pretty cool it is pretty cool i mean how can how can you not i mean i guess if you maybe work in that you know but if it's anybody that appreciates movies you know even if it's not maybe the lot where you know maybe some of your favorite ones you just still understand it's it's like the whole mystical dream make-believe world that we all love you know even as kids i think we all used to make believe and come up with stuff but then at some point we grew up and stopped playing make-believe but on these lots it's like make-believe land whatever you can kind of come up with actually becomes these cool movies and stuff so yeah i get tripped out but Again, I was, I'm, a, I'm a theater person. I'm a theater major, so like I love jazz that hands. shit. Jazz hands. <laughs> now you can see the jazz hands because of the Mevo. <laughs> All right, shout out that. to those streaming. All right, so <laughs> that was really not the part of your day that I was hoping to focus on. Oh yeah, I guess there was some MMA stuff that so, happened as Hinoki well. Hinoki and the Bird, the restaurant <laughs> that you guys went to. If I'll say, if which you guys- has really good food too. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> If you guys have seen the videos with the green leaves in the background, that is what that is where That's this is Hinoki done. That's Hinoki and the bird. All right, yeah. what kind of food did you have? Just what, what? Uh, so the chicken. Uh, well, Simon told me like the fried chicken. chicken. I had to have the fried chicken. So they brought the fried chicken, and then they had like salmon. And I feel like I have to eat some fish because I don't eat enough. And everybody's like, "Oh, you have to eat fish. You have to eat blah blah blah." So they had salmon, and then they had little potatoes and some roasted like Brussels sprouts. The dessert was awesome. They had like this like. Homemade donuts with like maple sauce or something over them, and some other chocolate thing that I didn't touch. It looked super rich, and then they had like uh, some beef. And it's funny because when I went over and grabbed, I had heard so much from Simon, like I had to eat the chicken, mm-hmm. that I completely glossed over the whole meat thing. So when I sat down to start eating the chicken and the salmon, Casey sat next to me with some meat. I'm like, whoa, whoa, where's that meat from? But I already had like a plate of a couple pieces of chicken and the salmon. And I felt like a fat ass going up there to get it, but I was like. Bro, I got to get the meat. So I went back up with another plate, got some meat, and brought it back to the table. But it was really, really good. So Hinoki and the Bird, that was legit. I mean, they really actually took good care of it. It's in a back <laughs> little room where they set us up. And it's nice. I guess they just kind of let the UFC do their thing there. Like, they do so many of these. They're just like, oh, they're in your room. You guys are in your room in the right. back. I'm like, holy shit. They, they're like, this is just their thing. You know, it happens so often, you know. So okay, now that was my day. Then I went home. (laughs) Then I hopped on a plane and went home. I had fried chicken, (laughs) and then I hopped on a plane and went back home. Then I was like, "Hey, that's it. That was my day." Well, 
Thanks for listening. <laughs> was there anything at all, maybe that also happened while uh, you were there that, that I, you might have glossed I guess, over? I guess there was. There happened to be the interim lightweight champion came by as well. <laughs> is that uh, is that what you want to talk about? That's kind of what I was getting at. Okay. I okay. mean, not that I didn't want to hear about your sightseeing. It not was that really, I didn't really want to cool. hear about your lunch. <laughs> I kind of wanted to talk about. There was a really neat food club also the around guy the corner with the gold belt around his waist and not a fake belt. The real, <laughs> the belt. real belt. He passed his belt. Through. All right, so we're talking about Tony Ferguson. If we haven't been clear enough, we're not talking about chicken. We're not talking about movie but, studios. But we can talk more about chicken. If people, are, if you're, if anybody hops on the chat right now, we will talk more about chicken. If you hop on and tell me you want chat, chicken, we'll talk chicken, chicken chat. We'll talk chicken, chicken chat. That chicken. sounds like the next, the, the next podcast chicken you're gonna lie. Chat. All right, so Tony Ferguson has been kind of the center of attention the last couple of days. Yep. You know, yesterday, of course, we sit down on a Thursday night working as we out, always bro. do. I'm working out. <laughs> he, uh, all right, well, talk about I'm not cleaning houses. I'm working out. Him and Habib Nurmagomedov just absolutely went at it on the phone the other they day. They just took it over. It was one of it was fun, but it was also like bordering on uncomfortable. It was funny because actually Dave Lockett, who's the USCPR guy, was actually in charge of the call. Yeah, and I was actually like texting him while it was going on because I was just, just messing with him, and he's like, "Dude, I, I didn't know if I should step in or not." He's like, "Cause you know you want to let the drama play you out. You gotta right? let it play That's out. That's what everybody's here for. Yeah. They're here for the drama, but it's kind of like the you know the weigh-ins, you know, like the, yeah. the weigh-in face-offs. Like, yeah, you want the stare down, you want it as close as yeah. they can be." But you don't want to push each other yeah. and lose a fight. And the phone calls the same way. Like you want the lines out. You don't want to shut them down. You don't want to yeah. shut their creativity down. But at the same time, like it was getting to that part. Yeah. It was funny because we were having an, an internal uh, editorial team chat. And about forty minutes in, I was like, "I'll take the Nama Yunus recap." Because there was like, because <laughs> you know she couldn't talk about. I mean, the, the girls weren't line. talking. Yeah. yeah. The guys were going at it. Um. So, so you know, he kind of picked it back up at the lunch, and you've got the whole archive yeah. up on YouTube if somebody wants to watch it. We're going to play some of it in a second. We're not going to play mm -hmm. the whole thing because it was about 40, 40, 40 minutes, minutes long. Yeah. But, but talk about it, man. I mean, being around Tony Ferguson, it's interesting because, I, you know, I'll be honest, and I've, and I've said this before, so I don't mind saying it. When he first came on The Ultimate Fighter and we were doing interviews with him and stuff, I didn't like him. I, did, I just and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I didn't like him as an interview, not not as well, a person. I was going to say that's it. That's, not as a person. It's the same thing like when we used to have to deal with at, at, while I was still UFC when we had to deal with the U Diaz brothers. Right. Love the dudes, love what Amazing. they do. But when it came Tough to interviews. like fight day, you're like, oh, this is going to be like pulling teeth. They're going to make us wait, you know. And so I guess it's kind of a, a bad way to think about. It. But unfortunately, when you work in the in the in the industry and you work around it, you want the day to kind of you expect your day to be an eight hour day, right? Not a ten hour day. And you're like you know? I got ten interviews to I get to, this, and then this, I got this, do like, this. Work with me, fellas. Well, and that's Let's all make it as easy as for everybody. Oh, well, I'll be honest, and I thought I thought Tony didn't like me for some reason. You know, yeah. just well, he's always got the sunglasses on. He's always he got the. And remember, he didn't always have the sunglasses when he started. Right. He didn't have them. Then he started getting into this like character, and then the sunglasses came out. And then you you can't get him now. Without and he's got him. the chip on the shoulder a little yeah. bit. He's got the attitude. So it, it, I, I'll be honest. At first, I, I was like, man. I, now I'll be honest. I love it. Sign yeah. me up for the show. Yeah. Sign me up for the show. Yeah. I love what he's saying. Some of it is like almost ridiculous. But dude, when he dropped the the flat footed duck billed platypus yeah. line There's the other some day gems on the call, in there. I mean, There's some gems. Some in there. of it's it's it, it's a little tough. But talk to me. I mean, you spent forty minutes in front of him today. What, what did you think about being around him? And because. It's a lot, man. It's a it's yeah. a mile. It's a tough interview well, sometimes. Well, that's it. I mean, like I felt like when I would try to throw some questions out there that if it wasn't what he wanted to talk about at that point, he was somehow going to shape it and take that question to get to where he wanted it to go. 
you know, it was a couple of times I asked a question. I felt like he never really answered the question, but he got to say what he wanted to say about another point. That oh, his message I felt like he had delivered. a mental bullet, bullet point of things he wanted to go through. And, you know, there were there were gems. There were moments where you're like, wow, that's a great one line. That's a, you know, but then there were other times like, eh, got to work on that one. Right. Maybe not the greatest, you know. And it just seemed that there was a lot of sort of random disjointed comments that kind of came out almost like he was like, practice and had like it almost be like say with connor he, he has his delivery right now with a lot of times you're like man that just flowed so well you know he does it so well but you wonder if there was ever a point where it was just truly awkward and he ever had that phase where he was just like i got these great things in my head that sound really really good but if you don't deliver right it just sounds like random one-liners that don't fit a, a proper like story arc or whatever and that's what it still feels sometimes with Tony, like he's got a great, a lot of things he wants to say, and he and he has these great one lines that can be great if they're delivered in the right order and maybe with, maybe just a smoother delivery. Like I, I feel like he stumbles upon him. He'll be on one tangent, well, and then he'll say something, and then like just not finish the thought. You You're know like, what, you know what I think that is. What's I, going on? And I think that's you know, and maybe this is almost too behind the scenes, but I think people like hearing kind of what we think and what we do. But, like, that's the thing I think that makes him a tough interview but also a fun interview once you switch your mindset. Like, if you're going in – and I don't want to say that you ever go in with with a story pre-written or right. a video idea in your – you know what I mean? You're there to document. But I think you always have an idea of, like, how things are going to go or what have you. I think I mean, with him, you can't expect to get the little quote you need. Like, if you have a headline right. in mind or you have an angle in mind and you want to come get that piece from him, you can't expect right. that. You, you just got to basically – Show up, turn the camera on, turn the microphone, and, and like go. And you're signed up for El Kikui, and you yeah. get what you get. And I think it's, I think it's fun, man. It's, it is. It's it a is. little bit, you know, uh, existentialist, I guess. You know, it's yeah. a little flow of conscious type thing or whatever. And it doesn't always necessarily, as you said, address the question directly. Yeah. But, but, but I enjoy it. Yeah, and I think you know, it almost even points to you know, a lot of people look at his striking style. They look at his fights, and they're like, oh, strike can come out from wherever. You know, it's like when he looks at the fighting game, his mind is working on so many different threads or tangents, possibilities of how a fight can go. And I think your mind has to be wired a certain way to be able to to think like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so he's looking at so many possibilities and his mind's always in his head. He's like, well, I can I can strike right here and then maybe I'll, I'll fake a lunge or he might be like, oh, all right, I can do a spinning back fist here. I can do everything. So he has all these possibilities. And I think the same thing, his mind. You know, even though he's not in a fight, you can't, and your mind works that way. I don't think it just easily turns off yeah. when you're in conversation. So I think it's that we see the same sort of thing. So that's why some things just feel like they're firing out of left field, where, you know, instead of just like one particular vein, you're getting all these sort of thoughts that maybe don't seem like they're connected. Right. But in his mind, it all makes sense because he has all these multitude of, of thoughts in his mind that all make sense, but oh. he, it just. I don't know if it loses track sometime or just how it fires up, but it's all, you're right. It's just, it's all very, very entertaining. And it's a hell of a lot better to have a guy throw out all these thoughts and all these cool little one lines rather than, I'd rather him do that than maybe just follow and answer my boring ass question. Right. So at that point, yeah, it's it's great. You want to just be like, hey, go ahead. But, you know, a lot of times, yeah, we're, we're ultimately, there's certain questions that are raised, especially like yesterday. You know, questions come up with the discussion that happens, and you're like, "All right, well, let me get you to talk a little bit more about that." But if he doesn't want to talk about it, he's going to go on and talk about what he wants. You know, and it makes it tough to kind of have follow-up questions when somebody's, you know, 
on an agenda in their own mind of, well, of t- these it's, things, it's, you know. I'll tell you what. It, but it went as, long. As, as it went be- longer than I thought it would. As being a guy that has stood in front of him with a recorder in my hand, I t- it's it's almost hard to process what he's saying so fast. You know, you said, yeah. like, having a follow-up question and having – it's almost hard to like process everything yeah. he's saying until you go back and hear it a second time or hear yeah. it a third time, and so it does make it hard. So yeah. here's what I want to do. Like I said, if you want to hear the full 38 minutes, or you want to watch the 38 minutes. And by the way, shot beautifully, fantastic video. The colors are well, sharp. The lighting is amazing. That, those leaves in the background really oh, pop. They pop in the back. <laughs> if you if you want to do that, that's on YouTube. So go to the MMA Junkie YouTube page. You can watch the whole thing. But I did want to play a few minutes of it right here, just just so you get a little sample, just so you get a little taste, a little taste. of what it's like being with Tony. Not, Ferguson. Not the taste of the fried chicken or the beef, which was really, really good. Or the, the salmon was pretty good. It wasn't as good as the chicken. Do you wish you would have gotten the beef first? I should have had more of the beef. I, I don't know why I listen to people and they're like, get the salmon. The salmon was like, Bleh. it was all right. It's ridiculous. I should have had more beef. <laughs> These are the important things. All right, listen. <laughs> while we debate chicken versus beef at Hinoki and the Bird, <laughs> check out Tony Ferguson. Get a little feel, a little taste of what we're talking you, you might have heard some of the phone call the other day. The connection was a little tough. Tony yeah. Ferguson was working out, flipping he he tires like, or yeah, something. Yeah, he was like dragging tires or flipping tires. I'm like, bro, dude's a beast, man. So bizarre. <laughs> so this audio is a little bit crisper, a little bit cleaner. I think you can hear his words a little more direct. You don't have Habib talking over him either. Yeah. So uh, here is Tony Ferguson. So, Tony, does it get harder or easier to get ready to fight Habib since you've tried three times before? I think that they had the issue. I think that they changed a lot of things in their camp. They had to hire a bunch of people, tap my phone, do whatever they had to do in order to get this thing through. Uh, but I believe black and blue. And through and through, I'm going to go out there and make that dude see red. The dude's never been cut in his whole entire life. Uh, he's got a 25-0 padded record. He's got flat feet, no rhythm, and he's fat. Fat head. Thus, fat head. Well, last time when you guys were there and you said good luck with the weight cut and the, the chimney suit stuff, like, how how in tune were you to that, thinking that he wasn't going to make weight? You know what I mean? Was that just kind of a joke or did you really fear that that wasn't going to happen? Not a fear. It was more than anything. I was just calling him out. Yeah. If you've wrestled for as long as I have, you can see somebody that's had a bad weight cut. Yeah. I mean, big muscle sinks fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bring a snorkel. Straight up, I mean, you think about it, I mean, like with him doing CrossFit and his single planar motion and doing that, it's one dimensional. Uh, with myself, I stay lean and mean. I've always done that. Keep your body weight count down, stay flexible, keep your conditioning up to date, do calisthenics. When your opponent expands, you contract. When you contract, you expand. Khabib forgets that I'm a wrestler, forgets I play football, forgets that I play baseball and a lot of different sports and a lot of mechanics. So with this dude, is he's having his hand held to all these different types of events, and he's going. He has to have a nutritionist. If you're at 25 fights in O, and you need somebody to correct you on the way that you cut weight, you're doing this shit wrong, like straight up. So if he needed more time to prepare for a guy like me, and then his coach is actually taking active rest, like how I dubbed it. So it's a little bit different. Like you had Edson Barbosa doing Darce chokes in his last fight. I beat a an amazing Edson Barbosa, probably one of the best ones that you guys have ever seen. I mean, that was a great fight. Mm-hmm. Khabib fought a broken down Edson Barbosa. The fans got to him. Whoever got to him, they beat him mentally. Now, that's the one thing that Khabib can't get to me by. Even his fans, I don't even give a shit. I mean, really, like, I have a hard time posting pictures of my family. Do you ever worry about your family being posted up there? Yeah, I don't always do. Yeah, you don't, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you're careful what you post, right? But anytime I post them, I had to stop and take a look at it. I'm like, you know what? This is America, they ain't gonna do shit. Right? So straight up, I have to kind of like have that confidence. And when I bring that confidence in there, 
I'm Mexican and I'm American. They want to call me cringe, but cringe is to grasp, to clinch. I am a wrestler. I do. I mean, what's that song? Lunatic Cringe? Oh, wait. Lunatic Fringe. You get what I'm saying? So in essence, it's like I'm very witty and I'm very quick with it. And with him, he doesn't know how to snap into it like I do. So he's got the problems. His team is trying to demonstrate different things. They had to bring in boxers. They had to bring... Yeah, that's great. This is not the art of eight limbs. This is the art of ten limbs. But you know, with the wrestling, a lot of people will say, hey, Kevin Lee took you down. And Habib, I had to get my black belt and somehow. And Habib is better than Straight Kevin. Up. So they're going to say, how can you defend Habib when Kevin was able to take you down? It's USA Wrestling. I mean, we're from the same alma mater. So I already knew he was going to be highly aggressive. He's going to want to take me down. I wanted my black belt. What better way to get mat time? Plus, you don't necessarily fear being on the ground, right? You feel good there. If I want to be. Yeah. Have you ever seen a turtle on his back? I'm Casey Jones. Do you? <laughs> no further questions. Let's go. Get out of here, man. Do you personally dislike to be? Is this more than just a athletic contest at this point? I think a lot of people bring that in. And I think that's when you have to shed the layers of the onion and kind of be like, look between the special effects and the bullshit and realize who's real and who's not real. And when you can tell already, like you guys play poker, right? You guys, World Series of Poker and all that. I never play poker, I don't like cards. But what you could do is judge a good character by their personality. Khabib's not such a bad guy, but he surrounds himself around people, probably stuffing his head full of bullshit and this and that. I used to have that, I used to be a knucklehead. But when I shed all that light and I quit doing this for likes and retweets is when I saw my numbers skyrocket. There's no bots on my shit. That's real people, man. With real work, like hardworking jobs, doing their thing living day-to-day -day life with a nine-to-five. So when I train like I'm doing my nine-to-five, and John Jones is like, oh yeah, it was an easy day for you. I had a, like a calm day. Oh, dude, a calm day for me is what? Doing three sessions, a conference call, and an ice bath. Working out while I'm doing my conference call. You guys heard it. That dude didn't have one chance to talk. Same way he ain't gonna have one chance to do whatever the frick he wants to do inside that octagon. You wanna close that distance? Go ahead, I don't have to punch you. You guys gotta forget, man. I throw people, and when people disrespect me, I used to throw them in their coaches. That's hard. Like Josh Thompson, he disrespected me. He stepped over my fern. I laid it down. He wanted to disrespect me, he got cut. Kevin Lee was from my alma mater. I didn't want to hurt him. Landon Venata, he's a kid. He needs to go on and grow from this. So I don't want to hurt the kid. You heard Kevin, Khabib say the same thing to Michael Johnson, but he, brought him, he beat a broken down Michael Johnson. He beat a broken down Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa, I took that from him. He was doing my move in his practice and his embedded. When you see something like that, that means it's a, hey, what's flattery, man? That's, that's what, a copycat's the best form of flattery. So when their coach, Javier Mendez, is saying active rest Sundays and doing this, they're trying to take a page out of the book. That's perfect, baby. Because you know what? I got you. Hook, line, and sinker. When you're going through the pressers and you're having a back and forth with the beat, how much, it seems like you're having fun. Like, are you having fun in the back and forth? <laughs> I enjoy it. I mean, do you guys enjoy it? It's, 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 it's real for me. I have fun. I mean, so take off your glasses. I'm like, <laughs> I'm very witty. I'm very quick. I'm very educated. Um, I didn't get my degree. A lot of people say, you know, when you made it, Tony, you're doing your thing. I'm like, nah, man. I know when I made it when I get my degree. That's making it straight up. You know, you, you said uh, you actually used the word cringe a minute ago, right? And it's kind of funny, I, I think it's cool that you embrace it. I have to say, I, I have referred to you sometimes, Tony, as 
a little bit crazy, and I apologize if that if you take offense to that, but I, I mean it actually sort of as a good thing, right? I but would have to say that people that don't understand the genius in certain things and the originality, they might look at it differently, and I have embraced it. Yeah. People can say what they want. I've been called wet beaner, wet back, big ears, cringe, I'm losing my... Yeah, I get it, dude, but if it makes you feel better at night, look at yourself in the mirror. But do really, you think you're a little bit different than other fighters i do it on purpose because yeah. it gets to people yeah. and i know that so the fact is is i'm not going to stop changing it if i see it it gets to somebody i'm going to keep doing it why do i want to be something that i want to be a cookie cutter poster boy bubblegum chewing fighter absolutely not i don't follow nobody if people want to follow me it's because they see talent they believe in it i didn't get into this bullshit because of this i got into it because not even because of this is a fucking paperweight straight up Every person can get one of these belts, but not every single person can win the Ultimate Fighter and get a trophy. Take that to your grave. That's El Kikui, Tony Ferguson, just uh, delivering the way he does. I, like I said, I like it. I, I used to find it difficult to deal with, because, but I, I love it now. I like the show. And, of course, I mean, that's not even touching on his fighting style. This fight, man. Yeah. Dude, I mean, uh, to me, there is no better fight right now that I can think of. I mean, there'll be some that get announced. I'm like, oh, yeah, but, I mean, this is a fight. The, the, the styles of these two mesh perfectly. Yeah. Their rankings mesh perfectly. I think the fact that we've been on the cusp of having the fight so many times and then didn't have it, maybe what? that adds it. This is the fourth time. This is the fourth time they, they booked it. 2015 was the first time it was supposed to maybe happen. I'm pumped about this, man. Are you? Yeah. Are, are, are I, you? I mean, just even for the, when it comes to what it means for an, a, a division. Mm. You know, this is this would be uh, even. Well, it's more exciting. I'm more excited for something like this as opposed to like Tyron fighting. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, even though like that's an important one I for agree. that division, means a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a proper championship fight. Uh, but this is this division's kind of been one. It's been kind of feels stagnant for a while, even though there's these great fighters that are working up doing this thing. But with a, a champion that's not fighting in the division, this interim title stuff mm -hmm. that's been going on. But this is a legit. And I think the fact that this is a fight we've been waiting to see the answers to a lot of questions for so long, you know, is, is Tony going to want to go onto the ground? You know, is, is his confidence on the ground going to get him in trouble? Because we you know when we see when, when Khabib gets on top of these guys, it's just, oh. it's an, a, an oppressive wave that just doesn't pull back. Tony you know, cannot be willing there, to go to his back. And you know, that's sometimes, the thing. That's sometimes the he's problem. willing to go there. I, and I wanted to ask him about that, but I, I kind of held off because we started getting long, but I wanted, you know, to kind of ask, but I didn't know how he would take it is, you know, he has, no fear or no uh, lack of confidence when it comes to him being on his on his back, and I think that he's gonna have that point in a fight when Khabib's taking him. He's gonna get against the cage. He's I almost feel like he's gonna want to drop down and try to pull guard. Yeah, he does those Imanari rolls. He does you know just, he'll pull guard. I, I don't think he can do that here. I know, and he's great off his back. He's great off his back. Right. But you talk to people that have trained with Khabib, and they're like, listen, you do not catch this guy even yeah. in practice. You don't catch him. It's impossible. Right. I, 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 man. And when was the last time you've seen him dinged up in a fight? I mean, he gets caught a little bit. He here gets and caught, there. but he doesn't wear it. By the no, end, right. I mean, like right. the dude. I mean, it's got. From what I hear, he's just got granite in his face, and like people aren't really hurting him when yep. they're striking him. So then you're like, all right, it's like hitting the Terminator, <sighs> and then the Terminator getting on top of you. I mean, like these guys both have sick cardio, man. They're gonna go for days. It, it it he needs to move. I think the best part of Tony, he needs to have those 
crazy strikes from different angles. He yep. needs to stay separate. I don't, you know, if he starts getting in it and try to pull in these moves, yeah, it's like one of those things when you see like what happened with Kat Zingano and Ronda Rousey. She went for a moment, a move in a particular moment, and afterwards was like, "Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. I made a mistake. I should have just stuck with what she was really good at instead of just." you know, lose track in a certain moment and play to the strengths of her opponent. And that's what could happen here. You know, he might do this wonderful move that could be the flashiest, you know, crazy finish if it works out, but he might play right into Habib's strengths by rolling into some move where it immediately puts Habib on, on top and then sits on him. Uh, he could easily sit on him for two and a half minutes. That's the thing. It be 30 seconds of walking around and two and a half minutes of him sitting on top of you. We did this We did this uh, kind of new thing this week. You know, we've been testing some new videos and stuff yeah. like that, and we did a thing that you edited and I shot in my office at home where I kind of just did a, a quick little setup, you know, a little what does this fight mean, what is it, you know. Uh, basically, our bo- we, we said it, our bosses want to see us on camera a little bit more. And so well, they don't want to see me on camera. <laughs> I don't know why they want to see me on camera, but they want to see me on yeah. camera a little more. So what we tried to do was just a little setup piece, you know, a little, yeah. here's what this fight means. Here's, and that was the one thing I remember saying. And, and, and you know, it's kind of uh, just, you know, not like we spent a lot of time researching these, I'll be honest. But, you know, that the one thing I remember that, that I said in that and that, and that I, stuck out to me is like, dude, if you make one mistake and you get on the bottom underneath the beam, like, you're not getting up to the bell rings. Right. You know that's what it. I mean? You're stuck there. That's you're it. stuck there. And that's and that's Tony, the way that Tony, he's so active and he attacks from the back while he's on his back. So in his mind, you know, while he could be throwing up moves, you know, then it comes down to a judge that he sees that as an active right. defense or, you know, being offensive in the back. Is that going to get him? It's just and, and judges it's hard hardly to, ever reward that. It's hard that. to, to, hardly to, ever to get a that. judge to give you the nod when you spent your you spent the entire time on your back. It'd be one thing if you went from submission to submission, like deep ones, like either an armbar where the person on top is fighting for a minute to get their arm out, or if you're going for a triangle and they're yeah, spending yeah, yeah. a lot of time. But that's going to be tough. We haven't seen anybody be able to do that. To yeah, him. if you're rotating from ankle to arm to arm to ankle, but you're then not, they might you're be like, like oh, okay. We'll but see. if you're just defending and you're underneath and you maybe throw up one or two, you know, submission attempts in two and a half minutes, it's not going to go in your favor. should say real quick about Habib, uh, and we'll talk to him next week, of course. God, this card is nuts. I can't wait to get this to This is Brooklyn. a sick card. Uh, Habib's trash talk for a second language, not bad. Yeah? Not bad. I love the, uh, you know, why you know like Reebok. I can get you deal. They get you shoes. That we was put, funny. We put interim lightweight champ on there. Yeah. I mean, like, he had some, he had some nice little one-liners. He did. The only, the only, I only had the one point with the one question, and I've said it already, where I think he kind of either crossed the line possibly where uh, – well, maybe not possibly. I think he did cross the line. You think he was being racist? I thought it was kind of – yeah, I thought it was a nod to when he was asking if he was cleaning the house. When he said he was working out and he was like, what are you doing, cleaning the house? You know, See, I mean, here's like, what here's what I was thinking, and I don't know because uh, that's not like a that's like I that's only a particular so, that's like a, a jab the at, his, at, his, house. at him being Mexican. See, I thought maybe he was just like, well, you're on the phone, you know what I mean? You're, it's a pre- it's a conference call. You're on the phone, so you're obviously at home. Yeah. But he wasn't. But he, he was, said he was out working. But he out. was breathing hard and sweat. Like I thought that's what he was saying. Like you know, are you breathing hard because you're like. You know, like as you're talking on the phone, you're like vacuuming and wiping vacuum. the counter. So they didn't and hear vacuum. He said he was working out. He didn't say I was cleaning the house. Do you think it was racist? I think so. I think it was just he went back to the fact that in his mind, like he doesn't see it that he thought he said something bad. It was probably like gym talk or whatever. Right. You know, I can't see any way around what he said was anything like 
not a jab at him. I mean, being Tony Mexican. definitely took it that way. He's like, yeah, I'm a beaner. I'm a whatever. That's you know, what he, it, he definitely took he, it that he, way. He took it. I mean, because I mean, when I try to, you know, unless I'm trying to defend what Habib said, I can't think of any other way that you know you you're doing. I mean, imagine if he said it to a woman. Some people are like, oh, now you're saying because I'm a woman, you know, I'm right. supposed to be cleaning or whatever. Like, it's just that there's only one particular. I mean. That's not just trash talk. I mean, that there's yeah. there's a certain edge to that that it's hard for me to not think that that's what it was. And I want to kind of bring it up when I so I asked some of the other journalists and stuff there. I'm like, is that what it seemed to you? And they're like, I don't know. Maybe that's just you put on it. Then I was thinking, all right, maybe it's just me, and that's the way no, I interpreted I, I it. I thought I thought it. I definitely thought it. I was like, ooh, like that's a little uncomfortable. But yeah. I, but I didn't think it was like overtly like it was overtly, but you know, jump on a ship and go back. I mean, but he you know did I mean? say it like, a couple times. But I mean, maybe that's. Are we too comfortable with the fact that – I mean, I don't want to ever be like, all right, I need to be PC, PC about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, when you're when you're talking like, all right, we're talking shit, you know, I'd almost rather like, oh, man, whatever, your mom is so fat. Right. Instead of, all right, yeah, you know, you're cleaning the house because you're, you're Mexican or something. Like, That's fair. I just don't see any oh, I mean, and, non and – Obviously, I'm married you know, to a Mexican. My son is half Mexican, so obviously – You should ask her and then come back to me later on. I mean, granted, we won't talk about it, but they say like, yeah. hey, if somebody was – and see what she thinks, and see if she's heard that connotation. Maybe I'll try to grab the clip. I'll, I'll, I'll play the audio, and let, like I won't even preface it. Like, yeah. you find this is. I mean, for 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 Tony's immediate reaction to kind of come back and say, "Yeah, I'm a beaner," he immediately took it like that, and that's maybe that's what maybe played it up more in my head. Too. So I don't know. That's the only thing. I mean, yes, yeah, so we had some great one-liners. That's the only time where it was just like, "All right, you got to be." Careful about what you're saying. You want to talk shit? That's great, but don't alienate. If this is your whole point, is that you're trying to say Mexicans only clean houses? Then, like, you're really playing a stereotype, you yeah, know. Yeah, and yeah. then you got to think of that. And that's something that the UFC needs to kind of be like, hey, bro, when you do these things, careful. You know, sure. it might be what you gym talk is one thing amongst right. you and your training partners, but when you get out in a public thing, you got to watch what you say. And that's fair. Know? I mean, again, I, I don't I want to be PC police either, yeah. but I mean, we, we do and have it's to probably like, like it's, dude, people call me a stupid Russian. I, I, I hang with bears or, you know, I'm sure he has his own little things that he's probably got. So he probably doesn't think that it means anything, you know, but. In today's society, I mean, unfortunately, it does pop up, you know. I mean, like, that's the worst racial stereotype about Russians is like, you drink vodka and wrestle with bears? Like, yeah, I mean, there's probably other ones, but I'm, mean, <laughs> I don't know. No, I agree, but I'm not true. trying to alienate our large Russian <laughs> listening, you know, factor, besides the fact that all your women are beautiful and six mm. foot tall and blonde and can drink me under the table. And they, they don't know how to say yet. Come on, UFC in Russia. <laughs> Come on, UFC in Russia in September. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, are you are you trying to? I mean, I'm all in right now. Are you, like I, I want. Are you are you trying to temper your enthusiasm just in case something crazy Dude, I happens? Wa- I almost asked that question, but I'm I didn't want in. to. Be, I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to be like, if this doesn't happen because of his weight, do you, are you done? You know. I mean, like. Yeah, right. What if that happens again? Dude, if again? that happens again, you just go like, dude, this fight's cursed and you never do it again. Right. You know what I mean? But at Under that point, you got to think that that does something to the UFC too. You know, like somebody had brought that up uh, and maybe it was in the conference call. And I wonder if that's the UFC kind of tempering the fact that this was supposed to happen and didn't happen. They were asking and brought up, do they think that it wasn't getting the promotion that it should have? I thought that question was bizarre, to be honest with yeah. you. But I mean, like I've seen some commercials. Oh, you're saying there aren't enough. Oh, see. they're trying to say that the UFC. He, I, I, got, I took it at that they were saying that the UFC is not promoting this fight, uh, that's this card, as much as they. 
could be. Which I wouldn't I wouldn't blame the UFC. That's it. I wouldn't blame it. And that's why I, I took that question as do you feel like there's not enough hype about this card, which I feel like there's mad hype about this card. I mean it's I thought he actually said it was like, you know, do they not the UFC promotions? because hey. we're he was saying like the, the there was a boxing match overseas or whatever that he was talking about. I think that he said that he saw lots of promos about it. He's like, But I'm not seeing anything about this. Are you feeling that the UFC is doing enough or not doing enough or whatever. Wow. And then I think they took it as, oh, yeah, no, this is fight is exciting. I'm excited I think, for whatever. I think the UFC is in an interesting position right now. I, number one, for, I mean, that's kind of two different conversations here, but number one, definitely wouldn't blame, blame them for not going all in on this fight just in case something happens. You know what I mean? I mean, they do have some nice uh, roles and Joanna promos as well, but I, I definitely wouldn't blame them. I mean, it, I think that's smart business, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to kill but the pay-per-view. But it's pay-per-view. you got to put but promos I out there. I feel like the UFC is in a position right now where they're like, I think until they get this new TV deal locked up, they're not. They're going being as crazy. very careful about where they spend their money, man. And I, that could be what I, it I, is. I mean, I don't think they're buying as many billboards. I don't think yeah. they're you know doing as much. I mean, I just don't think they're. I, I think they're trying to limit their output right now until they know what this new yeah. TV, new TV deal is going to be. Well, plus, how many times have we seen billboards even here in Vegas? And it's the unfortunate, especially when they like the main co-mains, you know, billboards. How many times have you seen billboards that as soon as they're outdated up. outdated billboards. They're outdated uh. because a fight drops, you know, and maybe they realize, all right, maybe we need to advertise in a digital form because it's easier to swap out or whatever. But you still feel that you you got to act like it's as big as every other event that you've tried to sell because it's, it's huge, especially huge. Two, two title fights on the line. And I mean, two real title fights, gotta, not interim you be, fights. You got to promote it as big as anything else. And I do feel like I haven't got as much when I've seen the advertising and promotion. It's after I'm, it's while I'm watching a fight pass thing. I'll see something yeah, what is that, on what fight pass. I haven't seen a, a promo. Well, I don't really watch a lot of TV, but I'm not seeing a lot of the ads or I'm not hearing them. So, I just, but it it, may, it makes sense, yeah. If you have a, a lesser budget to work with, whatever. But this is a pay per view. You got to go all in a pay per view. I understand if you're not going crazy with even the UFC on Fox because it, it's in Fox's best interest to promote it within on their own channel. Right, so you're, I can trying see to rely the on your partner like, to help out. Like, okay, I'm not going to go whatever, but and I don't expect it on a lot of the fight cards. But on a pay per view with two title fights. You know, especially a, a fight that's been in the works for over three years. You know, you gotta, you gotta go all in. And I just feel like I haven't seen it as much. You know, it's like the UFC needs some kind of insurance. Yeah, yeah, they need to, they need to call up Health IQ. Is what they need to do. <laughs> See that? That was segue right there. That was segue. That was segue. All right, I should say the MMA Roadshow once again is brought to you by Health IQ. You gotta have life insurance. You got to. And if you need life insurance and you don't have it, what you got to do is call Health IQ. It is an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower lights, lower lights, lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash road to support the show and get your free quote. Because if you are very health-conscious, like myself and Cold Coffee are, then you should get rewarded for it, right? And that's where Health IQ comes in. It's all about better science, guys. Health IQ spent years gathering the science and data to prove the health conscious deserve lower rates. Over 1 million people took their Health IQ quiz and formed the basis for the scientific analysis of the relationship between health and health knowledge. I mean, it makes sense. 
They took all the year's data in science on the health conscious to the top carriers and partnered with them to get the lowest rates on health insurance. I'm sorry, life insurance for the health conscious. Health conscious people like ourselves. I actually went to the gym yesterday. I don't want to talk about it. Health IQ can hook you up with lower rates by taking a few lifestyle quizzes and submitting actual data like race results, run keeper. I, I, there's no way anybody that's listening to us has run keeper data. <laughs> they might. Like. Your boy Brian, uh, Brian in the UK. Prob- Brian oh, runs marathons. Brian Boyle does. Brian's marathons. got some. He has He's got some data. data. You reach out, and they take you on a journey, learning about your lifestyle and your choices. It's like getting good driver race. If you're health conscious, they'll help you with the underwriting so everyone understands the specific stats and information. They, they know more about you. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash road or mention the promo code ROAD when you talk to a health IQ agent. Speaking of healthy, let's talk about Yoanny and Jacek. She is looking healthy. You know, we've talked about the main event of USC yeah. 223. Let's talk briefly about the co-main event. It's weird, man. It's weird, right? Not like having two weeks to build up to a fight, three weeks to build up to a fight. I'm I'm ready for a fight. I know people say there's too much <laughs> UFC. I know people say there's too much UFC. There's too much fights. I'm ready for a fight, man. I'm ready for I'm a ready fight. fight. All right, Yoanny and Jacek. I totally get it. What you're saying. <laughs> looking looking healthy, man. She's posting things that that uh, the weight's coming good. That it's not going to be an issue. Um, I'm I'm excited about this, and I'm really I am torn on this fight because Rose looked so damn good last time when they fought, yep. and Joanna I thought was being just weird the whole week. To be honest with you, I was like, there's something not right about her right now. Um, and we saw what happened, and the results were amazing. Rose Namajunas looked phenomenal, and we've always felt great about her potential and about her as a fighter. We didn't think she was going to knock out Yoanny and Jacek, but looked phenomenal. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see that Joanna looks good. I'm excited for this rematch. I'm torn on trying to like break this thing down, on trying to tr- trying to handicap a winner or whatever, because. You know, you don't want anybody to make excuses, but I think Joanna probably did have a pretty horrible weight cut last time. I mean, that's what we heard all week long, you know, and around her. That's what they said. Um, so I don't know. How, how are you feeling about this? Because, I mean, you can't – this is such a weird situation to me, right? Because we just saw this fight five months ago. We just saw this fight. We know exactly how it went down, right? Yep. And now they're rematching right away. So we've got the same data to work with, right? But man, if you if you if you look at everything that Joanna did leading up to that point, yeah, you know, not that she blew everybody away. I mean, she had some close fights with Claudia Gadella. I mean, there was some close, good fights. but she was very dominant but, the whole, but I thought the whole she entire won. time. Dominant, dominant, dominant. There's so, nobody that she hasn't been dominant over except for Rose. So on the one hand, I go, well, that was kind of a fluke last time. Not, I don't, fluke is wrong. I shouldn't say fluke. I shouldn't say fluke. I should say. There were extenuating circumstances. There was additional information. You know, there's there's other things that factored into that result. But at the same time, Rose didn't even do what I thought she could do to win the fight, which is her grappling. You know what I mean? She won the fight with striking. So now I'm like, hold on. If she won the fight in the least, you know – Possible way. Right. What if she gets the fight to the ground? So I don't know. Are you, or, I mean, we still got to get up to Brooklyn. Good, she's always had good strikes. She she's has, always no. had she like, has. you know. I think the thing with with Yana, she's just has always looked so much stronger on the feet and so much stronger standing up than other people. And nobody's sort of rocked her, and Rose rocked her right from the get go yep. and immediately just set the tone. She went in there with a serious chip on her shoulder, and I have no idea or I have no reason. To doubt that she's not, she didn't stay as focused. Rose has never struck me as a person that takes 
one, training lightly or takes any fight lightly. Mm -hmm. She doesn't take the fact that she's made it to the top. She's made it to the champion, and she's not going to take anything lightly. In every video I've seen of her training, you know, everything from – have you seen any of the videos of, like, Pat throwing tennis balls and she's hitting them back and solid. Right. Like, legit. It's one thing when people throw a tennis ball and they're like, oh, I'm going to dodge. I'm going to dodge. Now bring me the pool noodles. Right. She's beasting out on this stuff. I mean – I have no reason to doubt that she's not going to do the same thing. And yeah. even now, I see, Joanna, there's there's glimpses of I don't feel like she was ever in any bit humbled. She doesn't – she feels like she made some mistakes, but she – Just writing it off. She's just writing it off. She's not giving Rose the credit for what Rose did to her that day. And I think if she goes in there, she's, in a sense, carrying the same – Whatever mindset that she went in the first time, I don't. I just don't know if she corrected enough things or is giving enough credit to how dominant Rose was. We like we like you said, we didn't even see the strongest part of what we all have come to think is Rose's strongest right. features, and she dominated a person that normally dominates everybody. A person that goes in there with Jessica Andrade, who just destroys people. She had that huge welt, mm -hmm. and she still dominated. Jessica, and then we see Rose come in and literally take this striker who had been just walking over everybody. What she did to Claudia Gedalia just blows my mind because Claudia, phenomenal she still fight. is one of my favorite phenomenal fighters. I just yep. totally dig everything about her. She just demolished her, yep. you know, made her look not on the same level. And anybody that could do that just is on a whole other level. So to have somebody do that to her, and then I feel like she – and then to still kind of feel like she's not giving credit to what Rose did. If you're right, that's dangerous, man. I guess it I is. Guess, and, and when you listen to her, she I feel like she was like, yeah, Rose was better. Rose did what she needed to do that night. But I, I still feel like she's never been like, Rose was better than me that night. I need to correct some things. She's still like hasn't. It's, and maybe it's, it, that's what it takes to be at that level. You don't really think about those things. Well, that's the thing. So, like, on the one hand, like, I, you know, I love the confidence. always loved Yuana's confidence. You know, always oh, yeah. loved it. You, you love that, and, and you want that. You want to have a little edge. You yeah. want to have a little swagger. But now I, I know that things have soured a lot since then. I think a lot of people are kind of down on Conor McGregor. But, you know, you think about that that first loss to Nate Diaz. Yeah. The way he handled himself when he came back to that press that conference. Awesome. And he was like – you know, he was the better man. You know, yep. I thought I could handle it. The size was more than I thought. I, 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 I didn't judge my pacing right, right, my energy. I know what I need to work on. Yes. The, it, it was. And it was, you're right. You know it what? Was the I best had, way to handle that situation. Oh, man, he nailed it. And you know what? I hadn't thought about that until right now that, that you're right. You know, I, I ha basically all I've heard you want to say is my body wasn't right. Yeah, because of this weight cut, because right. of nutrition, which is not necessarily like an blame. excuse. She's not giving credit to what Rose did. She's yeah. putting. She's finding fault in something that. She almost feels like she was out of control with, but yeah. it was all completely in her control. But it wasn't – I mean, yes, the weight, yeah, maybe you were depleted. Maybe you weren't able to get – but that didn't stop you from taking the strikes that you did, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, maybe it does. Maybe it does slow her down. So she took that in initial hit that, that really rocked her, and I don't know if she ever really fully recovered, and that eventually led to the rest of the stuff, but – to not give credit to what Rose was able to do just makes it feel that she didn't really fully fathom, you know, Rose's skill level. What I I still don't think she thinks Rose is on her level. All right, so here's what I want to ask you. So on Wednesday of next week, Wednesday of next week will be the open workouts, right? So we're flying into Brooklyn on Tuesday. Uh, since it's a pay-per-view, you and I are both going, which is great. So we'll have some great shows next week. 
Uh, Wednesday morning, you and I are going to do uh, our traditional kind of one-on-one interviews with some of the prelim fighters, uh, and then that night is going to be the open workouts. Uh, the open workouts will just be the main and the co-main event. We will get face-offs that night. So the first time we'll see them come together for a face-off will be Wednesday night. What do you want to see out of Ioana? What do you want to see out of Ioana? Do you want to see – well, I, I, see I won't even get my – do you want to see her do – I won't say what she did last time because I think she went so over the top. Yeah. But do you want to see the same – Get down low in the stands. That's get down. what I want. Is that? Do you want to see That's that? That's different than what we saw last time. Right. What we saw last time was talking a lot of shit, a lot of talking shit, a lot of pointing, yep. a lot of whatever. But the, when it was the the Yoana that went out there and got down low and got in their face and looked at him and like would stare through the back of their head. Okay, but so you, I don't see that as trash. But you don't want to see her humbled. You don't want to see her and maybe not do that because she's giving. Well, no, that's fine. The, that's fine as well. But I'd rather see her amped up like she's giving it all because. That's not out of character. It's, right. when, it's when a fighter shows up and does something completely out of character that you're like, whoa, what is that? What she did last time was a little out of character. Mm-hmm. She had sort of been getting more so to that talking and pointing or whatever. But when she did that to Rose, I think was the biggest sort of out of character moment for her where, to me, when she would come out there and get down low and get in their face, right. that was her. That's what she did Fight after fight after fight is what we expected. So it didn't feel out of character, and I still felt like that was a little bit of mind game, but it was still sort of a restrained mind game, you know, that 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 me versus you, but I don't need to say anything. I don't need right. to come out of myself and point at you and do whatever. It's just me right now. I'm looking through your soul. So, so you don't want to see you know? like any humbleness or humility, like ad- like admitting like it would be the first. It would be it almost seem out of character because we've never seen it. Right. When have you ever seen it? Just go up there and just I'm gonna just politely put my hands up. Right. And I'm just gonna stare at you. We've never seen it. If she did it, great. That's fine. But it would probably strike me like, what the hell was that? And then I'd be like, fuck, that's out of character again. Right. You know, I would almost rather just want to get up there, even if. Even if the arms are kind of pumping a little bit, and the, you could just feel like when she's riding the adrenaline wave, and they're just like, "Yeah, what's up?" I I would be totally into that. And, and, even if, and then she pushes and then in at the last in them, moment, you know, and just gets in there a little bit. Because the great thing about Rose, Rose ain't gonna, she ain't gonna fade. She's just gonna stay right there, yep. and she'll let you want to get right there, you know. And if anything, we'll see. Bro, Dana kind of be like, "All right, calm down a little bit." But I just, bro, let's get on a plane tonight. Can we just go to Brooklyn tonight, dude? I. <laughs> It's gonna, so it's gonna be pretty. Car. It's gonna be pretty darn exciting. I mean, how can you not? Uh, uh, how can you not be excited for this? Those top I mean, two fights and, and do this card so deep. We're interviewing people on the fight pass pre. How deep is it? Oh, wow! Brad, talk chicken. about chicken again. Chicken chat. Chicken <laughs> chat. All right. Uh, hey, listen. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our boy Brett Akimoto. You know, we sat here right here in the Casa de Cold Coffee. Not that long ago, and yep. said, "Hey, man, what about what about Ronda Rousey? We haven't heard from her. Wouldn't you guys want to do that interview?" And yep. damn, if he didn't get to go up to New York and, and do that interview, I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to him. Uh, if you haven't watched the full interview, uh, I want to say kudos to him too. He pressed his bosses, from what I understand, at ESPN. They they were kind of you know ESPN is a big media company, very much like USA Today. Yeah, and they were of the mindset that, "Hey, man, we'll edit it down to two minutes, and the fans will be happy." And they did. And Brett was like, "Hey, listen." I'm telling you right now, MMA fans, they want to see more. They want to see the whole interview. They want to see it all. And, uh, and initially, from what I understand, he got a little – hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn here, but he got a little pushback, and he said, please, just listen to me. I'm telling you, MMA fans would want to see the whole thing. And and kudos to him. He got the whole thing posted online, so it's on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Very cool. Um, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, de- definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's, it's good. You know, he does a good job as an interviewer. You can tell – 
he's bouncing back and forth because you know, you know, one wrong question, you know, she's gonna get pissed. Yep, she'll shut down. But at the same time, it doesn't do you any good to. See I can't go back in time. Yeah, it, I'm not a time <laughs> oh my traveler. God, how great was that? I'm not a time traveler. I can't go back in time. I love I love how all the uh, the headlines. <laughs> Will were like, you fight in MMA again? <laughs> I love how all the headlines were like she misunderstood the question. Like she didn't misunderstand the question. Like she didn't like the question, yeah. and so she found a way to turn it on the interviewer because you didn't ask it exactly right. So she nailed. It. So Brett did a fine job of walking the line and keeping things you know happy. You know, kind of bouncing back and forth between MMA. She still didn't address necessarily everything. It's, you know, and I know that a lot of people are like, oh, well, Ronda Rousey, she's wrestling now. Why are you even talking about her? Um, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was – I thought, you know, she addressed some stuff that she hasn't addressed yet. I do really feel like she doesn't owe us anything. Right. Um, you know, as media, I think some people are like, ah, she – but um, but I don't know. It's 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 kind of it was kind of nice to at least hear some MMA talk from her. Sure. Um, you know, and, and I think Brett did a, a good job of getting what he could get. I think it's very clear she still has no desire to talk about it whatsoever. Yeah. But he got a couple of answers. She can't go back in time, John. She can't go back in time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind talking more about the 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 wrestling. I'm trying to 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 watch more wrestling now. So I started what? following on the social media stuff. I I started following like the New Japan, uh, and I started following. I tried to. Uh, the, the Ring of Honor and the WWE. I, I try to watch it. I feel like some of our audience, I feel like a lot of the junkies out there watch this stuff. It is entertaining. Oh, I, I'm not hating on anybody you know, for watching it, but I just feel like uh, if uh, you try to talk a lot about of, pro wrestling of, on the MMA Roadshow, I'm finding a I mean, new producer. But, <laughs> and a new but I feel like a lot of people, especially MMA fighters, now we're starting to see them cross over. You know, we're seeing fighters go over and, and interact. So, I mean, like, you know, it's it's good the the world's and especially the fan base actually, regardless of whether, you know, you're a pro wrestling fan or not, there's very physicality to it. There's a lot of I mean, granted it's scripted, there's a lot of stuff, but right. I love that New Japan shit, man. It's like, pretty cool. You're watching like a forty five minute scrap, like regardless yeah, yeah, of the yeah. script or not, how do you even keep track the what they're doing in their bodies? But whatever. There's a cross there's definitely a crossover between feel the bad fan for the base. Judges, man, that's tough. They really How do, can they action. even possibly The ref has a real hard <laughs> job, especially <laughs> when he decides whether his count's going to be quick or whether it's going to be kind of delayed in between the Someone's two and the three. Someone's got to figure out a way to stop the interference with the referees, man. It's just Or you know, somebody's got to find okay, a way enough to for wrestling talk. Enough for you wrestling know, talk. To, to like how can these tables just somehow end up in the perfect spots outside the ring? Somebody's got to be better at <laughs> taking care of the tables. But I have been trying to, to, to pay attention to some of this stuff, you know, because I feel like a lot of the people, a lot of the junkie nation, I guarantee are probably, whether they're in the closet about it or not, are probably WWE fans. And, and you know, even within our own staff, I mean, Simon's a huge one. He I is. know Bond is into it, you know. So I'm trying to trying to get back to – and when I was a kid, I loved – you know, but that was like the Hulk Hogan days. Oh yeah, dude! When I was a kid, Jimmy Superfly, Schnucka, and, and Macho Junkyard Man, Dog, Ultimate Warrior. I loved all that stuff until I was like eight, and then I realized it was fake. And I was like, but I even don't like then, this wasn't it still sort of exciting? Like, I think there's that point where you know, if you're in, you're kind of in on it. You're in on the joke, and you still go along with it. You know, and I, there's that sense of almost like being a kid again. You're like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. And I think the same sort of thing with live theater. You realize, yeah. I see a set up there, and I see a stage. I know we're not really in Southern wherever, and I hear this guy yell Stella. I know he's not really <laughs> thinking he's in New Orleans or Jesus. wherever. You know, I mean, there's, there's. No, listen, I, I will say this: like, I'm not a, a pro wrestling hater. Like, 
Uh, I would you say, sound like a hater. I'm just saying it's not my form of entertainment. Like, yeah. I, I respect the athletes that are in it, man. Like, dude, like what yeah. they are doing it's is hard incredibly athletic. It's hard athletic. To, to try to deny the fact of what these it's, guys are doing it's, physically. It's difficult and to gals. do as we watch Ronda Rousey's transition. We can yeah. see it ain't easy. There's a learning curve. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's with the acting as well. We saw that. There's, there's a curve. Not everybody saying. can there's do it. There's a learning <laughs> curve. It's not easy. So I respect the hell of it. I just – I don't know. I just. I guess if I, I'd rather see a, a fight. You know what I mean. I just. I mean, because there's real stakes. There's yes. real things. The, there's it. real. There's re, there's that's real it. shit that's that's on the line. That's it, man. I think about the, the 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 sacrifice and the effort and what you it think all about the means. Families. I mean, the, the family. Oh, the people yeah, that man. are being you know the it's flight a bit home different. after the win and the flight home after yeah. the loss. You know what I mean? The the the, the looks that yeah. you get. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god! I mean, the real stakes, man. To yeah. me, it's the sport with the highest stakes in the world. It's true. You know. That's why I Does, love it. Doesn't, yeah, highest of highs, the lowest of lows. Lowest of lows. Know? All right, a uh, couple of things. Uh, UFC Fight Night 130, Liverpool, England. We don't know if we'll be there yet. We're hoping. We have a meeting with our bosses next week. When I'm, you say we, you don't, you don't obviously mean well, me. Well, obviously you won't be there. But Why Why won't I be there? Because we have – I should be there. Okay. Well, I we'll should talk be about it. I'll bring it up. <laughs> yeah, right. We do have, a, <laughs> we, we do have Abby Subban. It is interesting, though. That's an interesting week. Uh, we talked about four, but Bellator's on Friday night. UFC's on Sunday night. Where's Bellator so, at? London. Oh, Same weekend there in England. So uh, maybe I'll go cover Bellator. Well, that might not be a bad idea. A good yeah. free trip over to London. Yeah. Cheerio. <laughs> I got a date with the Queen. You know what I'm saying? What's 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 your other go-to phrase? Uh, what's all this then, or what? Oh, I thought it was the whole chicken. Well, not that one. The <laughs> whole chicken and Nando's. That's my go-to phrase at Nando's. I, th- I, thought, I thought that was like. Abby's finally been stepping up his game. He's been sending me some whole chicken pictures. Yeah, but it's to feed his family. Is it? Not just for him. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. I, th- I thought he was stepping I it up. I thought he'd at least get a, hello, governor. Hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, USC Fight Night 130. We finally got our main event in Liverpool. But here's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Who's this? Uh, hello, governor. Who's that? What was that? It's Simon. <laughs> well, well, John. Uh, Poor Simon Head. Has, has been his voice s- came back yet? No, he's been sick for like three Whoa. months. All the, I, I was joking the other day. All of a sudden, this universal health care doesn't seem like such a good idea well, anymore. That, you almost, I hope that it doesn't like like uh, permanently like do scar or something with like his for his vocal cords. To, to have it be that gone for that long, I bet he's probably shitting it. And if he listens to this, he's probably like, bro, you're touching on my fears. You know, like, because there was a point where I lost my voice for, it was like weeks. I started getting afraid. I, it was a bad sick. I thought, well, I thought with my voice was, yeah, it wouldn't be fucked. Because even you start hearing some people are like, always your people that have some sort of doctor training or something, they're like, yeah. bro, you're starting to get to that point where, uh, we're not quite sure if your your vocal cords and your stuff might recover. You're like, shut up. You're like, don't tell me that, you know. But hopefully he heals up. But I, I love teasing the fact. But, yeah, when I, think I our hear buddy, him, our, our buddy I'm Christian, like, oh. Christian Cicchini, hit him up and said, like, <laughs> called him the godfather or whatever. It was like, it's great to have him on there. Uh, all right, so listen, Let Liverpool. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Just talking about chicken and salmon again. Let me talk about Liverpool. Here's what, here's what bugs me. Uh Neil Magny and Gunnar Nelson was announced as the co-main event. Okay. Does that mean that the UFC isn't holding a spot for Michael Bisping? For them to announce. Oh, for the Liverpool? Yeah, for them to announce that's the co-main event. Like, they didn't say we're adding this fight. They didn't say we're adding this main card fight. We're talking about a guy that has two two recent losses. Uh, come why, on. Why not make You're him. You're telling me Bisping will be, like, number three or four on the card. Come yeah, on, dude. He would take it. I mean, well, I guess it, 
True, if it's going to be his last fight. Right. Yeah, make it a main or co-main. But well, not main because he doesn't want to go five rounds. But the, but you're I mean, telling me Bisping's last coming. fight is going to be below Neil Magny and Gunnar Nelson? they're not sure no, what's going to be his last fight? Maybe they're thinking like, oh, oh he's no, going to pull it. Are you going to get it in writing? No, it's going to be You think he put fight. it in writing? Well, here's what scares me is like I've actually heard that, that behind the scenes there are people telling him don't take another fight. That yeah. You've got plenty of money in the bank. Well, and we've these been people, saying that for a while. People, I mean, people that are close to him are saying, listen, don't people, fight I guarantee people for a while have been saying don't take another fight. Ever since his eye took some serious damage. Probably fights ago. I guarantee people in his inner circle are like, "Bro, you don't need to do this." You yep. know, especially with the 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 broadcasting gig, he has no need for it unless it's just finally signing off and just be like, "All right, my athletic days like this are done." Dude's set up, you know. And if anything else, you don't want to ruin that, you know. Like, say if he took some physical damage that could affect the eye, mm-hmm. maybe re-injure it, and then he he can't read a teleprompter. Then what the fuck do you do? You know, I mean, that makes it very, point, very tough. Man. You know, but I, I get it if he wants to, you know, have one last go or whatever. But I just man, I even thought everything about that. that's pulled from him and the dude, he's such a, a fighter. He has that fighter spirit. I think that's why he's been able to do what he's done for so long that somebody almost has to pull the rug out from him. And like you said, if they're saying like, yeah, this is the last time because he might say, all right, this is my retirement. And then in, in six months, he was like, all right, one more time. How about right. one more time? How about right. one more time? You know, at some point, somebody's just got to close him in, but enough's enough. You know, you you have more to lose than to gain. And, uh, I mean, at this point, it's not a title run. You've had the title. You've, you've made enough money from what it sounds like, and you're doing good. What more do you need to prove? Unless it's just being able to just hang your hat and say, all right, I had that itch. I just scratched it one last time. I just, you know? I, you know. I was fortunate enough to be in Shanghai for what is, as of right now, his last fight, you know. And uh, it was cool. You know, I got a chance to interview him. I got a chance to, to, to do a one-on-one interview with Michael Bisping and, and talk to him. And he's because a lot was, of fun. Oh, he's, he's so a lot of fun great, man. Week. He's such a good dude. And, 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 and he had a, and we had a fun interview together, I thought. And then the the fight, obviously, was just – I mean, it was heartbreaking, you know. Yeah. And, and I love Kelvin Gastelum, you know what I mean? So I don't want to disrespect Kelvin Gastelum, but it was just like – Oh man, you know, just kind of let the air out. You know, it just—it it was hard, and so I would like him to get that proper send off in England. You know, but not then, not in Shanghai. Like, well, that's there's the problem. no good opponent for a send off at this point. There's nobody really that's like, all right, this makes sense. You know, and this will be the the great one because if that's the case, you want to give him a a puff, a pu- just a, a, something that can barely fight so that he has the most dominant final fight or whatever. You know, and you want to have a send off. I mean. I love him fight week because I think what he brings it he brings so much excitement to it. He just uh his shit talking is on another level and he just his excitement. He finds a way to get under the skin of his opponent but oh, he does. Just I, nobody makes I sense was, in my head that that I, would be the best the that's best right there. The you know? best one I, I always say this, this is what I really feel about Michael Bisping. I remember there were so many times where they just announced fights for Michael Bisping and I'm like whatever, I don't even care. And then by fight week you're like Oh, this is amazing! It's like, be awesome. And the best one ever, the best one ever, was when he fought Vitor Belfort in Brazil, and they did the media day face-offs, and he got in his face, and he's like, "You know, Jesus isn't real," and I was just like, "That is some next level Michael Bisping trash talk right there." <laughs> you know, Jesus isn't real. I mean, cause yeah, look, he doesn't want Rockhold, he doesn't want Belfort. Who? Who else is there? 
I mean, like, let me pull up the middle. There's not a lot of fights that make sense. There like, for isn't. me, I was He's like, throw me some names. It's I was like, pushing for the Masvidal fight because, I, you know, there there is beef between them, but he says he doesn't want to come off like an asshole. And and then, uh, yeah, I mean, Masvidal is, is – It's exciting. Like, both of them would really oh, want to go Oh, they would hype the fight up. Smash each other. And Masvidal is a former lightweight. I'm not saying he doesn't hit hard. I'm not saying he couldn't knock out Michael Bisping, but I'd feel a lot better about Michael Bisping, who has fought at light heavyweight – going against Jorge Masvidal, who has fought at lightweight. You know what I mean? Like, I'd feel a little bit better about that in terms of the power. I mean, I'm not saying that he couldn't piece him up. He could, but I don't know. So I I, I want to see Michael Bisping find that card. I agree. There's not a lot yeah, of matchups I mean, to me that stand out, but Brunson I want to see Brunson does an him. excitement branch. I mean, I, I do, I'm not excited to see him fight Uriah Hall. I mean, like, look at the other guys. What about Yoda light heavyweight? Machida? What about light heavyweight? Does he even want to go up? Well, he, yeah, because then he wouldn't have to cut. But still, he's going to be fighting guys that have been used to fighting big, strong dudes. I know. I heard somebody say I, – I, I was talking to somebody uh, off, you know, behind the scenes basically that suggested like a a, a, a neat fight might be Jimmy Mano with like an all-English fight. And no, I was, I was like, say, that's the Jimmy Mano hits hard though, man. That's the only name that I could – if there was somebody that – But, dude, he hits hard. He does, but he's had what? Is he on two losses or he yeah, just one loss? Yeah, no, two. It makes sense in that sense. You got two guys coming with two losses, but there's no, there's no, there's no anything there. I mean, like, yeah, that's what you want. Bisping send off to no. me. It's like, ugh. and then what? I mean, who, it's just so, it's a tepid fight. If you're Manawa, why do you want to fight the the legend from your country? Well, I could see it in the fact that because then he could tick mark off. I mean, like I think anybody fighting Bisping, it's a it's a check mark. But I feel like everybody in England, like everybody England has so much respect for him. Like you know what I mean? They does. But it's not like America where you have five hundred guys in the roster. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. the guy. This was the but, this was the the pioneer from your country. True, true. But I think that probably they also look and say like this is like me. You know, it's not like a Canadian or somebody's like, oh, I don't want to fight GSP because he was great for the sport. You know. I think I they, bet most Canadians wouldn't want to fight GSP. Well, Canadians probably don't, but I, I, mean, I, I guess not talking you know. Rory because obviously they were partners. But I bet, yeah. I mean, dude, if there was a, I don't know, I I I just see him as you think this Patrick is, Cote would be like, oh fuck that dude up. I think put Cote. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> just for the fact that who wouldn't want to hang their hat and say I beat the guy that was probably greatest at one point. But I feel you like know. there's like respect. Well, I guess if you're there was a respect. I mean, like it's not maybe like they're gonna talk shit to maybe him. Maybe at the end of your career, because you know I brought up Cote, who's done. Yeah. So I mean, maybe like yeah, at the end. Well, of I mean, your like career. they're not gonna go and fight with like fuck you, I hate you. They're gonna be like, I respect you. This is a guy I grew up watching. This is a guy that you know has done everything for the sport. So to beat him would show that I've reached a whole another level of my fighting. It's true. My skills have, are on the level of where I knew they could be. Some point, you know, like you know, it just means they would go in and fight, and they would treat the fight as martial arts right. they were two high level martial artists coming in and fighting it would be respectful but I don't see anybody turning that fight down because oh I have too much respect for the guy I got too much I just can't I just can't throw a punch at his face I can't take that big paycheck no 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 that's not for me he's done too much for this sport like that's not gonna happen like you might be right you know that's a lot of money but I don't know just for the whole man it just it it just doesn't excite me. It makes sense if you had two guys that are really trying to fight and and, and fight for the top of the division, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about this is one guy's send-off, a guy that's given a lot to the sport, and you want to give him what he wants, but for him to not really be calling out and he's like, bring me a name, bring me a name, you know, it's it's like, well, then what's the point? If you don't have a, ma- a, a name in mind, you know, just, just hang it up. 
you've done amazing things for the sport. But if you're not excited, you're not. If you don't have your own checklist of fighters that you want to to be your send off, don't leave it up to somebody else to be like, all right, pick me my my last one. Because then I I almost feel like if he does win, then he's like, ah, well, I just took that last fight. You know, it's just a fight. There's nothing <sighs> symbolic about it. If he's like, just send me some names. You're hurting my feelings, but you're making sense. I mean, it just, I don't know. I want it to be a great fight. I mean, I love what Michael does, but I mean, I don't need to see him fight again. I don't, not like I'm trying to retire the guy, but unless it means something for him and he's has something he wants to tick mark off, then you're just doing it to, to get beat on one last time when you don't really need to do it you know if it's not going to do anything for your for your legacy or it's not going to you know better you in some way then what's the point unless you're just trying to go for money and if that's the case all right fine whatever just call it that you know and let's let's not make a big deal about it money Um, but then let's not make a big deal about being your retirement fight if it's just a a fight and you're just going to take whatever random names and just pick one out of the hat of suggestions then it just feels like you're already cheapening the fact that that's your retirement fight. I'm just like, eh, at least call out somebody, make it big, you know, maybe outside of the light, the uh, it was weight class, you know, pick something. But I want it to be something that means something rather than just one last fight. And if it's just taking a name, like that's if, what it feels like. If we had sound effects, we could just go a violin. I'm just, I'm not just a, <laughs> wah, wah. like I'm all down now, man. Well, I mean, I know you're right. I, I'm I'm Debbie Downer, but it just I don't know. Well, as they say, it's better to get beat off than beat down. I don't know what they say. That didn't sound right. I was gonna but say I appreciate it. Okay, uh, listen. Uh, it, it <laughs> I appreciate a, the mental <laughs> images that she just gave me. It's a uh, slow week for the sport. That does not mean it was a slow week for John Morgan and Cole Coffee. We actually spent a day at the Performance Institute earlier this week. Uh, they were having a media day for UFC 223. A couple of fighters that were in town and training, uh, including Michael Chiesa. Uh, got a chance to sit down and speak with him. Again, we've been begging the UFC to give us more access to the athletes at the Performance Institute. Hopefully this is a nice step in the right direction. Yep, if yep. a guy's going to be here in camp, they're in town, why not give us a few minutes to go talk to him and get yep. some uh, get some highlights with him? So Michael Chiesa fights Anthony Pettis at UFC 223. Again, this is a uh, – I mean, this card, literally, it's it's one of the most stacked UFC events ever, man, top to bottom. I, I have no problem saying that. The name recognition in the fights on this card – are ridiculous. Michael Chiesa versus Anthony Pettis is a key lightweight fight. We had a chance to talk to him about a number of things, uh, you know, kind of leading up to it, what it's like bumping into Kevin Lee at the Performance Institute, how, how his training is going, what he thinks about Anthony Pettis, what he thinks about, uh, you know, wh- what his future holds. And, uh, yeah, figure we might as well play that for you. So uh, here is Michael Chiesa. Well, Mike's been, uh, you know, nine months on the sidelines for you after a, a tough outing the last time. So give me an idea what kind of the, the emotions been like, what the feelings been like, because I, I, I know that was a tough one last time out. Uh, you know, you got to have a short-term memory. So, you know, I just put it behind me. Uh, I did my boohooing, and, uh, you know, like I said, I just put it behind me. I had a few, injury, a few injuries to take care of, and, uh, you know, I'm back. It feels good, and, uh, you know, my, my sole focus is Anthony Pettis. I'm, I, I have my brush-ins with uh, Kevin Lee here at the PI, but uh, – you know, all in all, I'm, I'm very focused on Anthony right now. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, you decided to come out here to Las Vegas, obviously use this great facility, but you got to run into Kevin Lee every now and then. Do, do, how do those interactions work? Do you try to avoid each other? Ah, no, I don't try to avoid him. There's some hand gestures that have been thrown around, and, uh, you know, I don't like the guy, but I respect him as a competitor. And we actually had a little locker room discussion the other day and talked about a potential rematch in July. So, uh, you know, 
that's just that's just locker room talk. But you know, it could happen, and it's been thrown around between him and I. So we'll see what happens. But you know, I just gotta stay focused on Anthony Pettis. That's that's where my mind's at. That's where my focus is. And uh, you know, I'm really excited for April seventh. What do you think about this matchup? I mean, Anthony, obviously a, a big name, uh, former champion, had some kind of mixed results lately. But when they came to this fight, I mean, was it one that excited you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm all about quality fights. You know what I mean? Some people are always asking me. You know, you don't. You haven't fought often. You fought twice in the last two years, and you know, like I said, I had a few injuries to take care of, and I got those behind me. But I'm all about quality right now. You know what I mean? I've, I got to the point in the UFC when I fought three times in a year and, and things of that sort, and I got myself in the rankings. So now I'm all about the quality fights, and here I am doing a media scrum before the biggest fight of the year against a former world champion. You know, that's that's a good mindset to have because it's gotten me into into a good fight. Pretty big time for the lightweight division you talk about. I mean, there's a lot of big fights coming up, big names, big matchups. I mean, how do you see things kind of playing out right now? I know you're coming off a loss, but are you looking at kind of your your path to the top? Oh, yeah. I'm always looking at my path to the top. That's that's why I'm here. I'm not here to be second best. I'm here to be world champion. You know, when the day comes, I lose the drive to win a, to win a world title, then I'm just done. I mean, what's the point of being in the pinnacle of a sport if you're not striving to be the best at it? So... Um, you know, it's an exciting time to be a lightweight. April's a huge month. I mean, we got a lot of big matchups. I don't even got to name them. You guys already know. But if you want me to, Paul Felder, Ally Quinta, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, Kevin Lee, Edson Barboza. You know, that's a, that's a heavy load of lightweight fights, and that's really good. That's what this division needs. You know, we've had some some stagnant type moments with, you know, even back when Anthony was champion, you know, he had injuries that held the division up. And uh, this division has been kind of plagued with, inact you know, not inactivity, but just not movement in the, in the top five in the championship picture. So, um, you know, it's an exciting time to be a lightweight. I guess kind of touching on that, I mean, Conor McGregor does come back at, at the end of this year, like most people think he will. I mean, do you feel like he has a right to step into the title shot and, and face the winner of Habib and, and Tony Ferguson? You know, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword for me. Yes, I say yes as a fan because the guy was a two-division champion at one point. You know what I mean? He's had, to, he's had to relinquish one title. We'll see if he's got to relinquish the other one. Um, but, yeah, you know, he, he's earned his right to go in and out. I mean, he's done big things in the sport. But the other side of me says no because I'm going to beat Anthony Pettis. I'm going to jump in the top five, and I'm going to say, screw you. You're not leapfrogging me. You can fight me for that spot again. You know, you should have stayed. You should have stayed champion. You should have stayed active. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. It's hard to say. It's hard to put my thumb on that one. I know you're not, you're not looking ahead of this fight, but I mean, I, I also know that you're kind of a fan and, and you, you think about things the way they lay out. James Vick is a guy that keeps keeps calling you out, calling you out. I mean, is he a guy that's in your future at all? Does that fight make any sense if you win here? If you knock someone out, would you want to rematch him? Exactly. Next question. <laughs> Give me your plans for 2018. How do you see this? How do you see this laying out? Uh, going undefeated for the year. You know, that's really right now. I'm in the best place I've been in my whole career. You know, I'm here at the UFCPI, not just for this scrum. I've done my whole camp here. Um, my body's healthy. This is the best I've ever been going into a camp and, or going into a fight. And I know it's so cliche to say every guy's like, this is the best version of myself, blah, blah, blah. But this really is. You know what I mean? I'm around a world-class staff that's pushing me to the limit, but also making sure I don't break myself, which happens. You know, that's something that I tend to have a problem with. So, um, you know, I feel like this is the best product I'm going to bring into the octagon on April 7th. So, you know, this is a really exciting time for my career. And, you know, my goal is to end this, end this year at number one contender. You know, I got to go make a statement. I got to go beat Anthony better than Poirier did. I got to go do better than the other guys. That's a tall order. We're talking Max Holloway, Rafael Dos Anjos. We're talking some big name guys. I got to do it better than them. So, you know, that's the plan. Number one contender by December. Ooh, that rhymes. Number one contender by December. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kiesa time. It's Kiesa time. <laughs>
Just recently, you were uh, front row at a WWE event at Ronda Rousey's first appearance. How did that come about, being there with uh, Cormier and uh, Travis? Uh, so my awesome manager, Daniel Rubenstein, manager extraordinaire, who happens to be good friends with Daniel. Um, I'm a big fan of Daniel as well. We always have good interactions in passing, but um, Daniel arranged me to, to go hang out with, with DC and his team while they were here uh, filming for Tough. So went and hung out with them. and. He brought me out to dinner and was just like, hey, you want to go to a WWE event? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I've never been to one. And, you know, I was I was all about the Attitude Era as a kid. So, you know, it was like something on my bucket list to, to check off. And it wasn't until we were, like, walking into the arena that they started talking about Ronda. And I'm like, what, what about Ronda? Like, dude, she's signing her contract tonight. I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't realize we were going to this type of magnitude of an event. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, it was such a cool experience. And, and to be there with DC and his guys, they're just – those guys are a riot, dude. I had a blast. What What is uh, the atmosphere like compared to compared to an MMA event? Uh, to me, it's this sound. This sounds is going to sound bad, but it, it's it does. You gotta let me see this answer through. It's kind of childish, but not in a bad way. It's just like it's good fun. You know what I mean? There's not like. You know, when you're at a UFC event, there's new, there's bad nerves as to who's going to win. You know what I mean? This is real fighting. These guys, like, there's nothing scripted, nothing planned. Like, these guys got to go slug it out. And someone's going to get their hand raised. Um, so being there, it's like, yeah, in the back of my mind, I know it's scripted, but I just feel like a kid, and I'm just kind of letting go, you know, and, and just having a good time. And uh, I got to, you know, Roman Reigns was, like, 10 feet away from him, and he's, like, 10 feet tall, and I was just like, screw you, Roman Reigns, like talking crap. So, <laughs> being, you know, I, I really engaged in the event, and it was, it was a blast. I could definitely see myself going to another one. What do you think about Ronda crossing over and, and other fighters doing stuff like that? Good for Ronda, and good for the other fighters. You know, if that's something that they want to do, and, you know, this, you know, MMA is a good platform to move on to something like that. We've seen collegiate wrestlers like Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar make that move and, and be very successful at it, but... I mean, for Rhonda, I mean, good for her. I mean, some people try to talk crap about, you know, the end of her career and her fights with Holly and Amanda, but, you know, I tell those people to screw off. You know what I mean? She's done a lot for the sport. You know, she had a great run as a champion, and good for her to move on to another avenue. And, uh, you know, she's going to be very successful. She's going to make a buttload of cash, and she's going to have a lot of fun. And I'm happy for her. That's awesome. What was it like watching wrestling next to DC? Because he's a very exciting man. <laughs> it was awesome man he he's uh i was kind of feeding off his energy so he was just pumped up and you know he's talking trash to guys and so i like totally jumped on board and you know and if if those guys actually took anything i said to heart i would have just been like i'm with him bro you got to deal with this guy so <laughs> it was fun man so true that your manager is helping you sharpen up your wrestling technique for this camp uh you know no I try to get him out there on the mats, but I don't think he wants anything to do with, with my head snapping and the, you know, my head draw series. So I'm letting him, uh, I'll let him, I'll let him bask in his glory days, Mr. Division One. I see you over there. <laughs> last thing, last thing for me too. What, what is your prediction for uh, Habib and Tony Ferguson? How do you see that one going down? Well, here's my educated opinion, and I think this is going to be pretty damn accurate. You got Tony Ferguson, who has possibly the most weapons out of anybody at lightweight, maybe in the UFC. I mean, the guy is as dynamic as it gets. Striking, elbows, knees, grappling, wrestling. I mean, he he really covers the bases in terms of the, the skill set of a mixed martial artist. He's got way more weapons, way more weapons than Khabib. But Khabib has the equalizer. We're talking that wrestling and that pressure. I mean, it's unparalleled. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that that, like I said, that's the equalizer in the fight. 
I think that Khabib's going to get him down, but I think that he's going to pay for it. I think that, you know, Tony on his back is a very dangerous man. We saw in the Kevin Lee fight, we've seen in a lot of his fights, the guy can throw elbows, he can throw up submissions with minimal effort. Very, very busy on bottom. So, you know, I see, you know, I don't see Tony really trying to stop the takedowns. You know, Tony's 10th planet, he's a 10th planet black belt, well-accredited grappling. And, uh, you know, I don't really see him trying to stuff the takedowns, bless you. And, uh, but, he, you know, Khabib's going to pay for it. But that being said, I still think Khabib wins 3-2, possibly split decision. I think Tony's going to win some rounds off his back. Tony wins, I wouldn't be surprised, but I just, it's hard to, you know, I just don't know if, if Tony's, Tony has great grappling, but I just don't know if it's the right grappling style to beat Khabib. I think to beat Khabib, you got to maintain the scramble once you hit the floor and try to, you know, spin around and scramble into a dominant position. I just don't think, I think Tony's going to accept the guard and, you know, rightfully so, he's got a dangerous guard. So uh, I don't think that's a bad thing, but I don't think it's the best thing. So that's Michael Chiesa. Big fight at UFC 223 as well. A lot of big fights on that card. Bummed, man. Uh, you know, I got to uh, commentate a fight one time with Michael Chiesa over in Italy for uh, Venator. <laughs> he keeps he keeps throwing it out. He wants to go back. They're they're yeah. they're uh, they're firing it back up. Venator is is uh, firing it back. Out. Actually, my man Luke Barnett hit me up and it was like, hey, you you guys want to do it? And and uh, I can't do it anymore. It's damn USA Today contract. Love yeah. you, USA Today. Yeah, we haven't. Oh man, they Luke, I haven't thought about that cat in a while. Yeah, he hit me up the other day. It was good. Uh, all right, listen, hey. Um, you know, just want to throw out there, all you fine listeners. I like how you, you brought it down. Like I just, I just want to bring it down for you. You brought it down a little bit. Like, yeah, listen, all you fine, all you fine, fine listeners. <laughs> if you want to help us out, if you want to do some great things for us, do me a favor. Go to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. If you're a believer in this podcast, if you think that we provide fine entertainment value, if you enjoy what we do, and I get it if you don't, but if you enjoy what we do, do us a favor. Help us out there. Support us. We want to grow this thing. We want to get better. Uh, we have $3, $5, and $10 a month levels. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Taking this thing in a whole different direction. Uh, but listen, no, we, we would appreciate it. Oh, uh, for the right amount of money, to, I'll take it any direction you want. <laughs> I don't think we have that level on Patreon. But, uh, listen, patreon.com slash MMA Roadshow. If you do enjoy what you're hearing here and you want to take it to the next level. Mm, mm, if you can do the next level. <laughs> Jump on board and help us out. Listen, we're always going to keep this content free. Uh, we have had some conversations about putting some stuff behind a paywall, but I want the content to be free. I get it. Not everybody has extra money. You know what? One thing that on is behind the paywall what? is all these vit streams that I've been fucking up trying to put the links <laughs> all on. Right, well, so, so here's what I was going to say. Is, uh, so, uh, so what we've promised to everybody is that, like, listen, the money that we get here, we're not, we're, we're not trying to take this money and get rich off of it, but we want to do We have things that we want to do. And to do that, they cost money. And we've gone out of pocket and finally, our significant others have said, "Stop spending money, you jackasses! We have yeah. other bills, uh, so we so we need some help. So uh, we haven't even gotten any money from Patreon.com yet. Not that we don't have some fine subscribers, because we do. We do, like our man Hans Borkelin, who stepped up his, his game. He's a mm -hmm. he's a star, my man, handling mm -hmm. business. What we did was, even though we haven't gotten that money in yet, it was already burning a hole in our pocket. So we went out <laughs> and 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 we got this this Mevo." 
plus camera yeah live streaming so we can we can live stream the show no matter where we are now that, that might not mean a lot when we're at the Casa de Gold Coffee it, I mean, yeah. I'm not I mean, saying you it could, doesn't. You could judge my background here. It's uh, it's, it's kind of cluttered. It's kind of dirty. But this is where the magic happens. This is where I the play magic a happens. I play a lot of Fortnite on that couch that you see in the background. Oh, you're going to have to take on Sugar Sean O'Malley. Oh, dude, he probably worked me. I've been playing. I play the the Fortnite. The, uh, there's, there's two different versions. There's Battle Royale. That's what everybody knows. That's... A hundred people getting in there and just you, you land, you find resources, you shoot each other. There is the also the prepaid sort of closed beta, and that's where you fight zombies. So you're still playing with other people on the world, so you but it's chicken, usually about four people. You had chicken for lunch, you say? <laughs> you're too, you're already you're blanking out. You're blanking out. You hear game talk. It's like I'm bringing up WWE again, but like you fight zombies, and it's super super fun. But yeah, that uh, that couch in the background that's where the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the magic happens. The Fortnite. So magic. if you want to see where the magic happens, <laughs> you gotta log in and you gotta subscribe to the Patreon.com/slash the MMA Roadshow for that ten dollar level. So okay, so maybe it matters here, but what what about when we're on the road and we got some cool stuff going? We on? We will have some cool backgrounds, some cool you know little I mean? stuff. So and I, you know. It's a literal, literally a work in progress. You know, like the stream that I post tonight, I think for the most part wasn't really even the right link that I put because of stupid YouTube, whatever. So I apologize for anyone that actually goes back and we're tries learning. to watch it we're on learning. the page. You know, we're learning. We're learning. The, the link will be on the YouTube, and actually that link that you have now, the correct one, will allow you, I believe, to go back and watch the whole thing. After the fact, so you can uh, kind of see us stumble through the, the tapings, and that's the sort of stuff that we want to give those of you that have kind of amped up the level, you know, and, and are, are at the $10 level, or you're going to do the Ryan Vinoy thing and even step it up even mm. further. You want to you wanna change that donation and put more. You can do that. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, uh, I love it. You know, I, I set one of those small goals. I was like, man, I wonder if we could find 50 like-minded People that, that just want to build this and start small and build up, and we're a fifth of the way. We got nice. 10 right now, so it's slowly going. So I appreciate everybody it taking that. It does mean a lot. It does, it mean, does a lot. mean a lot. And, and so we're trying. So that's us fumbling and being jackasses and not putting the right links and having video of us doing whatever. This is this is our we're attempt to start doing this. We and will figure it out. We will get better. And I tell people, you know, if ten dollars is too much, I get it. If you want to jump on that five dollar level, dude, tell us what you like. Anybody that's at that five dollar level, we'll give you access to us. If you want to tell us what you what, what and, and topics you best, want us to discuss, yeah, that's it. Maybe the best way. You wanna, uh, I send a lot of posts straight through Patreon, and I feel like we didn't get any uh, reaction through the messages when I was trying to ask if people were trying when we were trying to get uh, questions in London. You know, so if that's not the best way, if maybe those messages don't come through to you guys like I think they are, we could I could set up a separate mailing list, you know, and I'm totally cool with that um, to to create a list that deals with, so we can make sure that you're getting the messages because we wanted to reach out and yeah. see if people wanted to ask certain uh, questions that we could go through and pick the best questions to ask some of these fighters. A lot of times we don't have the most time, so we can't go through a huge list, but if there's some real gems of questions, we're going to work them in there and we will do yeah, that straight. for you guys. So If you want to help us out, you know, we, we, all we want to do is just open the road to you. We, we get to have this it. thing and I know you guys want to come along for the ride, so that's, that's all it. we want to do. So let me know if you're not getting the messages through Patreon, if you're not getting the stuff that then I'll figure out another way to get it to you. I'm assuming the system works how I think it is. But if you're not getting the messages that have asked those things, 
um, let me know. So, like, you $10 people, she got a message that we were uh, airing live and that had a link to it. And I apologize for the link that didn't work at first. But let me know if you even just got the message so I know that the system's working. If it's not working, we'll find a way to work around and we'll just skip this whole Patreon message session. We'll use the old school email. That's what's uh, up. So, let so us know. Patreon.com slash the May Roadshow. Do it. All right. We got a... A little project going on, on the side of the uh, the animation project. Ooh. It's it's making progress. Should we it just leave it? Should we just leave it that? We just leave it that. It is. I guess we teased it last time, but it it has moved forward. I mean, we could probably. Well, I don't even want to say who who are the subjects, but there will be two. There will be uh, we'll, we'll say there will be a uh, street fight story, and then there is a first fight story. There you go. There it is. That's teasing. That's enough. a good tease right there. I, I won't. I won't tell you who the subjects are, but uh, these things ain't cheap, so we don't know what we can spoil. We yeah. can. We can. We can spoil stuff that doesn't. That's just ours. Yeah, we can spoil the EA three shit <laughs> or UFC three. Oh, by the way, Snoop is still in there. He by is the way. still yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right, thank you, EA. We we told you <laughs> it was good, and uh, we appreciate that you kept God, that in there. Why do they hate us? Well, you know, they just they just. I'm just glad that they listen to us and they pay attention. Thank you, EA. You know, so thank you. They went you, from EA. telling me they'd put me in the game to f you both. F you both. We hate you. Uh, UFC, you should be mad at them. But then, you know, I'm glad that they took our words and they kept Snoop. I've been in playing it. some EA UFC three with my with my with my Have son. You? He loves it, man. Did he, you buy it? Uh, you get a hookup yeah. or something. Well, no, 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 I bought it. My my mom sent me some money for my oh, birthday. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I thought about getting so it. I, I thought it. about getting it because I have the EA U. EA access on the yeah, Xbox, yeah. you get discount. Right. Still with the discount, it ain't cheap. I mean, like they're nah, they're nickel and dime you. They're like, oh, we're gonna give you a discounted, but it's like, might as well be just like two dollars off. My my son likes playing with Junior Santos. Price. Obviously, Junior Santos is like his favorite fighter in the world because Junior pulled him out of the crowd in Dallas and like hit mitts with him and stuff. But I saw the videos. It looks like he's got Derek down too. So uh, I think he's been doing some Derek. He has been playing some Derek Lewis. Uh, so Junior Dos Santos is favorite. Derek Lewis is now second favorite, and uh, Mark Diacasey is is he likes the the red mohawk. I was gonna say that's random. The red mohawk. He's yeah. just like oh, I love the red mohawk. So he likes Mark Diacasey. That's cool. Uh, all right, listen. While we were at the performance center, a couple of things I wanted to mention real quick. Uh, we did see John Dotson walking around the performance center. Or the that por- we did. Performance Institute. We I also say. saw another person. Who else was it? Working out that looked solid. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say fight. Henry Cejudo. Wait, who are you talking about? Ben Joby. Oh, jo- oh Joseph Benavides. Joseph it. Benavides. I, well, so maybe it was after you left. Did, did, did had you already left when Henry Cejudo came out, or did you see? Cejudo? I didn't see Henry. Okay, so I saw Henry Cejudo. I was as well. say, where did Henry come from? I actually I saw Henry Cejudo and 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 I watched his practice for a little bit as well. And I, I want to say, uh, Ali Abdelaziz was there as well. I know Ali Abdelaziz is not a lot of people's favorite person or whatever. But the is dude Henry was under him now. Yes, and Ali huh. Abdelaziz was literally running the practice. He was like, like. There was a whole group of them, so there was a couple other people there, a couple of the local fighters and some um, some training partners, whatever. But Ali was like in there, like helping, like give instruction and like uh, you know rolling with the guys and all. I, I don't know. I was kind of impressed. I know a lot of people hate him, but I gotta say, man, I, there's not a lot of managers that I see like will get in there and get on the mats yeah. and, and throw down. And it's funny it was because probably under his suggestion that they even had it together, so he probably felt like he had to run it. it was probably like, hey, 
you need to come in. We're going to come in here. We're going to go yeah, have some contract talks. Then we're going to go do it. But yeah, we did. But we did see Dotson, and I guarantee he was that was my thought that, that he was there for contract because he he didn't have a contract. He was he, his last fight was his last fight of his contract. So we did see Joseph Benavides as well. And what's funny is, so I left straight from the Performance Institute and went to Extreme Couture because my son's practice was there, and I met my wife and my son there. And I saw Joseph Benavides there too. So I mean, he's putting in time. Wow. So he was at the Performance Institute, and then he was at Extreme Couture putting in practice. So he's has he always done stuff in extreme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Has been there. It? Yeah, he's been there for a while. So, okay. uh, but I was just saying. You still I mean, do the he's, treadmill when you he's go doing. There? Uh, he's doing full speed. Who? Me doing the yeah. treadmill? I thought you did the treadmill bit, when you were over there. Uh, I'm not doing. Slacking on the shit. treadmill? No, no, I am. It's just I. I try to. I also try I, to. Here enjoy. I am over assuming that every time you go to to extreme while your kids no. doing, it, I thought you were on the no, treadmill. No, man. To be honest with you, I, I I just love watching my kid practice, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like I like it's. I bet you could still look over and watch him while you're on the treadmill. They're pretty close, unless he's in the other room. All right, thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like to spend time with my son. It's like a father-son body. Yeah. Like I, I like watching them do takedowns, and I like watching them, you know, like yeah. I learn. And it's not like the treadmill's in the other room. I mean, it's, it's like right there. It's like right next to the thing. All right, man. Tell me about your chicken lunch <laughs> again. Uh, listen, we said this the the press the, the press conference. The schedule in Brooklyn is full. Uh, it I will is say, ridiculous. Uh, it, it's very very full. So we're gonna have a ton of content next week. Uh, but I will say, uh, one thing that hasn't gotten a lot of attention yet, it's on the PR schedule, but I haven't seen a lot of, of press for it. But just FYI, um, it does say, like, the 25th anniversary press conference. Where it's our understanding, basically, that there's going to be another one of these big press conferences where we have a ton of like fighters. The time is now. The time is now. Go big. Go uh, big. Man, yeah, do you big. remember them all? went the, big with the go big. Go big. The time is time now. time is now. Uh, That's all I remember. There was a... Because what was the, the Connor and Jose? We have the fights. No, just that's Arby's. We have the was meats. That the, <laughs> was that <laughs> the Go Big one? No, the Go Big wasn't. The no, uh, Connor and Jose had their own. They had the world no, tour. No, but remember they had the they had uh, no because they were there when Ronda oh, was there. Oh yeah, they yeah, had yeah. That was the red there. panty night and all that. Yeah. What was that? That was UFC. Was that one sixty six? I don't know. Anyway, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be so. FYI, be ready for that. We're going to see a lot of face-offs. I'm curious because uh, here's my theory: uh, the Colby Covington Rafael dos Anjos fight has not been announced yet, right? Mm. I think they're I think they're holding it to announce there. And that's what somebody thought. They I, I thought they were saying that they thought till the till might, but the they announced that they're today. There, they announced. I it. think I think maybe that's because everything we've heard is that yeah, RDA and Colby is going to happen. Uh, but I wonder if they're going to try to announce it there. Seems like that's not enough to have a conference. No, 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 but there's going to be a whole no. Then there's going to be like there's going to be like 14 fighters, 18 fighters. I'm just saying. I bet. Yeah. I bet they try. They're trying to save that as news to have that as like and this. Yeah. No. No, it works. Like it, cer- it certainly it certainly doesn't. Like I wouldn't want to go to a conference and have that be. No, no, no. There's like, like 18 everything. fighters there. I'm just saying. Yeah. I bet that's a, a little nugget that they want to announce there. You seem unimpressed by my theory. Well, no, 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 no. I think it's fine. I'm just not impressed by that fight. I don't know. I, I like the fight. I don't like the yeah. interim title like, stakes. Eh. I don't like the interim title stakes. No, I like yeah. the fight. I like the fight, especially if Tyron's not ready to go. Yeah. If Tyron's not ready to go. But Tyron's th- ready to go. That's no, he said he's, I think he said he still uh, uh, wants to be out till summer. He wants to be out, but he's ready to go. Oh, he's been saying that he's been ready to go for a while. I don't know. I just feel like he's he's – He's slow rolling it. I mean, like everybody has said that it's been, but when we did the interview with him in wherever it was, he are you hating on Tyron Woodley? No, I just feel like he's already ready to go. He's just slow rolling it. Like I feel like he's he's good to go. He's just 
there's no match that he wants. I'd be slow rolling it too. Did you see that house he was in the other day that he rented? Right? For like, oh my god! I, think, nice. I, I don't normally. Why? I think that was what was that like Periscope or something that he was doing? I think it was yeah because it was on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. walking so through Periscope. some house that, that he rented in super, L.A. Super nice. or SoCal. Damn. So he's in, he's enjoying his time off. He's enjoying his time off. Yeah, yeah. It, but he looks like he's already in fight shape for me. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I'm here in doubt. I'm here in doubt. But I should say, how, how great does April look? Like, I mean. The fights that are happening in April are are sick, and and fortunately, you and I will be together in Brooklyn. You and I will be together in uh, Glendale, Arizona, yeah. and then uh, I will yeah. do Atlantic City on my own. But we will uh, we will still have full coverage there. So, a lot of good fights in April. Well, sort of full coverage, half coverage, half coverage. Not 4K HD, Not beautiful looking video coverage. <clears throat> yeah, girl. <laughs> Right, you started it. Somehow right. you did some voice and it got me all in the mood. Patreon. Maybe it was just talking about the Patreon.com. Chicken. Slash the MMA Roadshow. Slash fried chicken. <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, Evan Dunham was also at the uh, awesome at the performance institute the other day. And I want to play this for two reasons. One, because I'm a big fan of Evan Dunham, uh, even though uh, I have found out before that he hates me. <laughs> Um, but I like Who him. Who doesn't hate you? I get him. I get. I, I think it's a, it's a case of mistaken identity, and so I never know if he's looking at me funny. I uh, he just he thinks you're Steve Morocco or something. I, no, I don't know. <laughs> I found out at some point he he hates me. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. Uh, but, but I thought he gave a great uh, interview, and then I thought the reason people should hear this as well is because there were a group of journalists. There were. There were. And um, uh, I think everybody was pretty much there for Kiesa. Uh, Brandon Moreno was there. Evan Dunham was there. Yeah. Um, Brandon Moreno's English is getting better. The only reason we're not really playing it is because um, it's still a second language and he's still learning. I, I just yeah. hate when people like mess with somebody because their their English isn't perfect. Um, but Evan Dunham gave a great interview, and then but uh, but what I thought was I thought you did a great job because Whoa. I asked several questions to start this interview out, and then. Um, the peanut gallery got kind of quiet. It did, and I thought you stepped in well. I think Cole Coffee is no longer just a videographer. <laughs> Cole Coffee yes, is, is now a, a, a full-fledged journalist, interviewer, extraordinaire. Whoa. I thought so I, I thought I, you I get my badge. It. I get my badge. You got you if got I, your badge. My scout badge. You'll get your uh, you'll get your pen from the MMA uh, <laughs> Journalist Association. It'll, it's uh, you've qualified. Then I will have officially gotten something yeah, yeah, from yeah. it. You'll, <laughs> you'll qualify. So uh, I thought we should hear from uh, Evan Dunham. Yeah. Even though, for whatever reason, he hates me, Cold Coffee did an, an awesome interview. Evan, it's uh, last month marks your I think, nine-year anniversary in the UFC, man. I got to ask, I mean, when you, when you got into this, did you ever think you'd have this kind of longevity and, and, and be doing this at the UFC level for so long? You know, I hope so. Uh, nine years is, is a long time, but I feel I'm just getting going. I got a few more years left in me for sure. You know, um, being here at the PT um, and at the PI has been helping me a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's keeping me young. So with this place, I'm going to be around for a while. I was going to say, I mean, as long as you've been around, it seems like you're fighting better than you ever have. So, I mean, what is the key to, the, the, to your success as of late? Uh, I think uh, a little less is more sometimes, learning to pull back at certain times, um, not beating myself up too much, uh, doing lots of uh, due diligence outside of camp, uh, staying in good shape. Uh, that's, I think, the key for me getting a little better. So um, I don't feel like I'm slowing down. I don't feel like I'm regressing at all. I actually feel like my technique's getting better. Uh, physically, I feel better too. 
coming off a draw last time out, kind of ended the, the nice win streak. What, what's the feeling after a draw, man? Such a, you know, kind of an unsatisfying ending to a fight, I guess. Well, I don't see it as the ending of a win streak because I didn't lose. So, um, you know, a draw, I didn't know how to quite deal with it when it first happened because I never had a draw before in 30-some fights. And so uh, after it happened, I was a little bummed out. But in retrospect, I'm okay with it. Uh, it was a good performance. Got cracked early, was able to, uh, you know, come back quite a bit. I thought I won the fight, but I'm sure he feels that way too. Uh, so I don't see it as a loss. I see it as a win. Yeah, originally you were matched up with Maribek Tysonoff for this upcoming card. I got to ask, when that fight was given to you, were you aware of all the, the visa issues and the problems he's had? So, I mean, was, it, was this something that was in the back of your mind the whole time that I might lose my opponent? Yeah, I, I actually didn't know too, too much about him uh, besides, you know, he's on a good win streak, uh, a lot of power. Uh, but then I started to hear that stuff a little bit after a signing. Uh, so, you know, that was in the back of my head, but I trained for him. I didn't expect anything besides to fight him. Um, but when it, you know, I just kind of told myself, if it, there's a change of opponent, no big deal, switch gears. Um, and when it did switch uh, and I get a different opponent, I think it's actually a style that uh, is a little bit favorable to me. So it was an easy switch for me. Was there a fear at all when, when you lost your opponent? Because I know you've had, you know, your share of fights drop out over the years. I mean, was, was there any concern like this, this fight might not happen? No concern that it wouldn't happen. I knew that I'd get on the card because uh, there was enough time. Um, I'm just happy to have an opponent. I'm happy to have somebody who's ready to get in there and get after it, who's on a little bit of a winning streak himself. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy with the with the opponent. You know, it would be nice to still have Mirbeck, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Last thing for me, you've been pretty complimentary of Robin Mercier so far. I mean, break him down. Kind of, what do you see? Why do you feel like it's kind of a maybe a more favorable matchup for you? Uh, he's a ground guy. Uh, I like the ground. I'm no stranger to it. So, um, you know, there's no. Uh, there's no question on what he wants to do. He wants to get you against the cage. He wants to use that inside-outside trip, get you to the ground, kind of pressure you, make you turtle up, turn your back, jump on your back. And he's really good about finishing when getting out of the back. But I see that being very difficult for him with me. Um, uh, you know, so I, f I, I like to fight grapplers. I think this would be a really good fight. Um, it should be really exciting, too. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let me ask one more because I know your affinity for grappling. So mm -hmm. I got to think Tony Ferguson, Habib Nurmagomedov, mm -hmm. to you is a, is a fight that you're looking forward to seeing. So give me your analysis on that. Who do you think wins that fight and why? Uh, I th man, I, it's, I'm going to go with uh, – uh, I think they're both great fighters. I think they're both good what they're able to do. And I think what's going to determine who wins and loses is if Ferguson can keep things moving. Uh, you know, if um, – uh, uh, Khabib is able to control him on the ground, like slow things down. Um, I think it's going to be Khabib all day. But if Ferguson's able to keep those scrambles going, keep everything moving, I think it'll be Ferguson. But like I said, uh, you know, Khabib's really good at slowing things down. So if he's able to do that, I'm going with Khabib. If it's you know if the scrambles keep up, I'm going with Ferguson. It should be a real fun fight, and I'm looking forward to it as a fan. I know you said you're taking care of your body mm -hmm. and, and you know, trying to, to give it a little bit more time, but 2018, how busy are you hoping to be? Uh, you know, I'm looking for about two fights, you know, if, if things go really good in one of them, um, you know, and I'm able to do a quick comeback, then I do three. Um, just kind of depends. I always give myself plenty of time after a fight, even if I don't take a lot of damage to recover, uh, you know, for the head and just for the body. I always take six weeks of no contact at all afterwards, except for maybe grappling. Um, so, you know, I would like to give at least one more in this year, if not two more. How, how's the gym doing? Gym's doing great. Really busy. Got two daughters. I got the gym. I got training, you know. So, uh, you know, better too busy than not busy enough is my model right now. Sure. 
Well, even maybe having the gym and, and watching that grow as a business and having sort of life set outside of, of fighting, but how has that helped improve your overall fighting game, having that different aspect, being able to sit back and watch these, these, these fighters come up, you know, from the get, from the get go? Uh, yeah, the gym's helped me a lot, you know, um, you know, opening, since I've opened, I haven't lost, you know, I took a draw, but I, like I said, I don't consider that a loss, and uh, I think it's helped me because I'm not so single-minded anymore, everything's not fight, everything's not about what's going to happen in the next fight, it's, it's a lot of different moving pieces, you know, between my daughters and, and the gym, and so it doesn't give me too much time to obsess over one thing, and when I'm not obsessing over one thing, I think I'm able to be a little bit more natural in all of them um, without forcing anything, so I think it's helped a lot. The guys and gals that I have down at the gym are great. Every time I walk in there, it's it's like walking in, you know, friends and family, and it's a really good time. You know, it's it's brought the love for the sport back for me. I know that gets lost sometimes for guys that have been in the game for a while. They get a little burnout, but I don't feel that way at all right now, especially because of the gym. Well, I guess because of that, you know, you have been in the game for a long time, but you have it sounds like you've already started setting yourself up for after mm -hmm. the game. Mm -hmm. But how long, I know I'm not trying to retire, anything, <laughs> but have you thought about like when, when makes sense for you now that you have a business, you have young girls, has there been, a, is it 40, is it 42, are you even thinking about it, or is there an end game that you're, that you're already thinking about at some point? I always just kind of equate it down to one thing, and that's my biggest fear. My biggest fear is looking back and saying, what if? I don't ever want to say what if, you know. I, you know, if I, if I cut it too short, I don't want to be that old guy sitting on the couch explaining to my grandkids, you know, could have done this if I would have. No, I won't. no what ifs. I'm going to hammer it out until I know there's nothing left. And when there's nothing left, I'll know, and then I'll be okay walking away. And I'm not putting any time on that. You know, you've, uh, you're getting better with age, but uh, how is, how is your, uh, your, your overall game uh, evolved? How has it changed through the years to, to make you get better? Uh, I'm fighting smarter, you know. In my earlier part of the career, I used to go out there and just bang it out, and uh, you know, I've been known for getting out there and just leaving it all on bloody mess. And uh, you know, I still go out there and give it all. You know, I'm never going to shy away. It shows in the last fight, got cracked really good. Um, you know, definitely a 10-8 round first round, but I was able to battle back win the next two. Um, but I fight smarter, you know. I. I use my technique um, and my distance to control things a little bit better, set stuff up. I, I'm a very greedy fighter now, meaning I only want to do what I want to do. I'm not going to give you an inch if I can. Um, instead of saying, okay, I'll meet you in the middle and we'll just duke it out. So I think that equates to a lot of uh, me getting better. I know that you have, USC will continue to evolve with different fighters and new faces coming around and so forth, but, but just your thoughts on, on, on like, liking to see maybe perhaps Connor getting back into the ring and, mm. and you know, what it does and what are your thoughts on um, you know, I hope he does. You know, I think for his sake, I think he would want to, you know, like kind of talking about what ifs, you know, never being able to say what if, you know, he's at a point where he's obviously one of the, I mean, best in the, in the world. He's still got to beat a few guys to, uh, you know, to kind of keep that ball rolling at this point because he's been away for so long. Um, but I don't see him not wanting to get back. He's a fighter, you know. All fighters want to get back. I understand the layoff. If I had made that kind of money, I'd take that kind of layoff too. You'd see me on a yacht in some, some ocean hanging out as well. But I think there would be a time where you get that itch again and he, he's going to have to scratch it. So yeah, we'll see him back, I think. Something about him getting back into the octagon. Huh? Yeah, I think, he'll, I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back within the year. In my opinion. Who would you rather see in fight? Could be Whoever wins. No.
curious about, you know, a lot of fighters talk about a 165-pound division. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you feel like that there's a need for that? Yeah, I do. I think, um, not saying I would or wouldn't go 65, uh, but I think I think it's good. Every 10 pounds is good. You know, the more the more champions that we have, I think the, the better. You know, obviously you don't want too much saturation of the sport, but uh, um, I think it'd be good because that 15 pound is a big jump. You know, I mean, you can see considerable size difference in 15 pounds, especially with guys cutting the way they do. Um, and so, you know, I, I I think the 65 would be good, but I really think the 95 would be good too because that's, I mean, you're talking big weight. Um, so I, I would like to see a 65, a 95, 205, you know, every, every 10, and then, you know, once you get a little bit bigger. I'd like to see the, the unlimited, too, personally, just as a fan perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the two or three fighters that you would go pay to see fight right now that, you, that you're impressed with? To go see, to go pay. Um, man, I'm cheap. Um, uh, <laughs> I got two daughters, you know. You got to watch that stuff at home. Uh, no, um, let's see here. There's so many good guys. There's so many entertaining fighters nowadays. But I like the, the old school gritty guys, you know. Uh, I like Matt Brown, man. I like Matt Brown. I like Donald Cerrone. Um, I like the Khabib Ferguson fight. If I wasn't fighting on that card, I'd be I'd be watching that one for sure. I'm a, a big big fan of that one. Um, there's lots. Of, the 55 division, 70 division, all the top echelon guys there um, are, are great. I like them. There's the whole sport's just got so many good guys, and I, it drives me nuts when there's so much attention towards one or two guys when there's so much great talent right now, as opposed to, uh, you know, kind of gravitating towards that and really appreciating the broad range of talent. You know, so there's a lot of guys I'd pay to go see. <laughs>
it had completely slipped my mind. I hadn't thought about it since, because you know, this was my time when I worked the UFC. And now that it, I hear that it was 2013, like almost five years ago, mm. you know, and it's funny because he's like, oh, no, it's still here. still on. You're still there. <laughs> You're still there. So I had totally forgotten about that, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it was just bizarre. Bizarre. All right, listen, I should say, uh, while we appreciate everybody that goes to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow to help us out, if you can't do that, do us a favor. At least go into iTunes, uh, make sure you're subscribed, and then, of course, rate us, review us. Give us some give us some stars if you can. That helps uh, the algorithms, as they say, uh, mm. so other people might find the show. And, of course, uh, any feedback you leave, we always love to read that as well, especially if it's positive. Not such a fan of negative feedback, but <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, all right, quick, quick shout-out to Josh Barnett. One decision over an arbitrator, uh, over USADA. Guy kept incredibly detailed records of every supplement he took, everything he took, was able to prove his case. Let that be um, a lesson to the Let that be a lesson. There. I mean, the guy the guy nailed it. Uh, that the, the, the lesson is what you're supposed to do is any supplement you take, first of all, keep incredibly detailed records about what you're taking. Always save a little bit of it. Don't take the last of it. Save a little bit of it and just throw it in a, in a closet somewhere. Hang on to it. Uh, so that, that way the, the testers can, can test that supplement itself, the actual batch you took. Uh, smart, smart, smart. I mean, he nailed everything. The only bad thing he did, he took himself out of the testing pool. So now he still has to wait six months. Oh, he took himself sucks. out of the pool. I know. It's like he nailed every step of it except he for that. He took it out because of this whole arbitration. He uh, yeah, sure I think he was, was frustrated. He was like, yeah. I don't know about this garbage. I don't want to keep getting tested. Yeah. I don't like this. I can get it. I and get I get it. it. He was he was probably pissed off and frustrated. Yeah. Damn. And now it's going to cost him six months because of the, uh, he can't get the Brock Lesnar exception since all that happened. So I thought it was awesome that he nailed it. And then I felt bad because – yeah, he dropped the ball at one step. That is super important tip, you know, especially when it comes. And you wonder why that doesn't happen more often. You know, guys are keeping track. I mean, that's when it goes to show. Like, I mean, if you take maybe so few things that you know that you can write them down and you know what's going mm -hmm. in your body, but to have it written down and, and be able to, like, here's what I've taken – let's Perfect. let's start from here and then you know? he, and then here's the leftovers no if you want to test it yeah there's no wishy-washy bullshit props to him man. yeah I, man, that's good stuff props good to for him. him uh and last thing uh because we, we I, I just wanted to give a shot fiasco jones good friend of the show fiasco jones he's got his odd normal podcast going on odd normal so, so, so if you can't get enough fiasco jones <laughs> i know everybody's but screaming it's, it's for some good more though it's good and and he's quiet He's not as fucking loud as he is on our show. I think he, he now he realized that when he's on his thing, he wants to be more restrained and do whatever. But should we honestly, just go on? His, should we at like? Should we just like kind of go like, on his podcast just and just be loud, loud as, as hell? Like I love weird shit. <laughs> and just to have him be like, oh, sorry, Charlie Bears in the other room trying to sleep. And like, yeah, now you get it. Now you get it. <laughs> but it's good. It's fun. You know, like they literally dig up the craziest weirdest shit that you don't know what's going on out there and it's fun like i i just started listening to uh episode four and it's all about like middle earth and some other wacky weird shit that uh it's definitely not mma it is not mma at all but i guess that's what's kind of fun about it you know they're they're definitely not long marathons like these episodes are but uh, it's fun, and you know that you find out about weird, wacky conspiracy theories and other odd shit that uh, you know that uh, somebody out there is paying attention to, and, and it's fun, you know. So give it a look, give it a listen. It's on. Uh, you can find it on your all your little podcasts on iTunes, or if you use like me, I use a. Uh, 
Podcast Connect, I think, is the app I use. But just look for Odd Normal, O-D-D-N-O-R-M-A-L, just like it there sounds. There you go. One word. Shout out to uh, Fiasco Jones from the podcast. All right, listen, well, obviously no half episode this week since uh, – I guess Fight Nights Global is the really only kind of big promotion that's holding uh, events this weekend. I guess we should just go over there and cover one of their events. Fly on over to Russia and see some mm-hmm. of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, after that, we're going to give it. Brook- Brooklyn's going to be crazy. We're going to have so much content next week. It's going to be nuts. Uh, we will do. Uh, so much. So much. We're going to have so much stuff for you. Thank you, random Brooklyn guy that happens to be in our <laughs> house right now. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see you next week in your hometown. Yeah, random I'll Brooklyn be there. Guy. I'll be there <laughs> with bagels and coffee and stuff. Maybe some pastrami. <laughs> All right, random Brooklyn guy. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe you can show us some of the spots in town. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Uh yeah, but we're gonna have uh, <coughs> half episodes. We'll do all that. We'll do all that good stuff. Cool random Brooklyn guy. Yeah. <laughs> something like, fucking John Travolta's character in like every movie he's ever been, like Grease. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do that. <laughs> Sandy, where you at, Sandy? That's from Grease. <laughs> Did you say you had chicken for lunch today? Uh, maybe the chicken was, like, laced with something. Oh, I did forget. That I've been pushing shit out. Not that anybody ever listens to Radio Public, but uh, Audio Boom, you know, the main platform we've been pushing, has different other uh, areas. So we've been pushing out in a couple other ones. So you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play. They have an option. I haven't figured out how to do it called Deezer. Just because I know we can say these nuts, but there is a teaser we haven't got on there, and it probably won't. Teaser nuts. These nuts podcast.com, but there's one called Radio Public, and I'm trying to find the damn link to put it in there, but uh, I know they said that we're approved and we're on there, so Radio Public, if you guys do the Radio Public, most of you are listening, you're probably hearing it from iTunes, but now we're on Radio Public. I try to push us on to iHeart as well, so... Again, just pushing out as many places we can, you know. Uh, I know a lot of you guys come to the site, so I appreciate it. I mean, paying for the damn thing, so I'm glad that you guys use it, and we'll keep it around. So uh, just pushing it everywhere. Just pushing it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> With the pastrami. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>